This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Are you? Have you ever been recording for a while? Or you just start recording? <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it during. That's fine. This is, you know, this is the intro. Hopefully, Michael will trim round it so it doesn't. I mean, He's last not going to trim round it. But last week it did sound a little bit haphazard, said... didn't it? Right at the start, we just sort of it was mid conversation that the intro started last week. Anyway, thank you for downloading the Homestar Radio podcast. You've made an incredibly sound decision, and we salute you for it. Uh, I've just read. Uh, sorry, I got distracted there. Mikey calling me a cunt in the uh, oh, beat. Get it. in the uh, in the thing there. So I don't know if I need to start this intro again. I'm not going to. He's the one who has to edit it. He's his own fault for calling me a cunt. Beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, um, Sam. Sam has to edit it. Apologies, right. Sam. It's not even Mikey. He's right, mate. You just said that, didn't you, Joe? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so things coming up in the show for you this week. It was a wonderful, wonderful review of the brilliant win against Tottenham. And you got some controversy around the uh, both the choices and the voting for uh, two fullbacks this week. John Pemberton and Dean Gordon in the Ultimate 25-man squad. Um, there's lots of insults aimed directly at Deli Alley. I'll be amazed if Sam manages to beat them all out. So um, good luck, Sam. Uh, as well as well as Danny Rose gets a bit of stick as well. But basically, we're all just absolutely delighted to have uh, progressed in the FA Cup where we will get to play Reading. We'll have a bit of a chat about that in the outro. But that's it for now. Let's get on with the show. Get on with it. Yeah, we'll just get on with it. Let's tarry up. Homesdale Radio. Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. net. Later on, we've got the ultimate team coming up, and that's uh, we're doing two fullbacks because we're starting to run out of time, so we're picking the squad. And we've got Dean Gordon and John Pemberton were the two that you put forward, so don't ever go at me about it. <laughs> but you, you put those two forward. Um, and we'll be talking about whether one or both of those, or none of them, in fact, will be getting uh, in, into the ultimate 25-man squad. Considering the, uh, the competition uh, fullback, I started writing a few names down. Um, earlier on it does it very difficult but to get involved in that go to holradio.net forward slash vote and vote in or bin uh, for both of those players and give us your comments as to why you're going to do that I've been running a poll on that as well and obviously the entire presenting panel 
will be getting their their views across as well. So we'll see if we can get either or both of those in to the squad. So anyway, um, now we're also we mentioned the voicemail in the introduction. Um, number for that is 0800 689 uh, Last week, uh, in an ill-advised, unrehearsed uh, attempt, I tried to use my phone to phone it, right? Uh, it didn't work. But we're going to try and demonstrate how it works now. Um, so you'll hear what happens. Just it's, it's very, very clear. But just so you know what to expect when you phone 0800-689-3624. Uh, you could do that during the course of the, sh the live show or, indeed, what we really like you to do. So if you've downloaded this on the podcast, you want to get your views across as well, just give that number a ring and you can, you, can, uh, you can communicate with us throughout the course of the week. Anyway, I think we're about to ring it. It's a free phone number. Uh, hello? Hello? hello, who's that? Sorry, I, I can't hear you. I'm only joking. This is a recorded message, and if you've heard this more than once, that joke won't work. Uh, you're through to the Homestead Radio voicemail service. Please leave us your thoughts after the tone, and we'll try and play them on the show this Sunday from 7pm. Of course, if they're abusive or you've drunk dialed, you might not get on. Cheers. Uh, hello, Home Homestead Radio. This is Chris Hambling from Homestead Radio. Um, uh, guys, we've got to leave ourselves a message. Anything you want to say? Hello. Fine. Get off yeah. the stage, you bums. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But there you go. So we are currently leaving this message. And what, interestingly, what it does is it transcribes it to us into, a, into an email that's a little bit like uh, Google Translate or uh, Babelfish, where none of it makes any sense at all. There's just sort of a random selection of words. That's pretty useless. But we also get the recording as an MP3. So I'm going to stop speaking now. And there you go. That's the end of the message, hopefully. Um, so there you go. Get involved in that. 0800 689 3624. Get your views across on all things Palace. Like I say throughout the course of the week would be great if you could do that. So let's get let's get straight into the uh, the Spurs review. Um, obviously the, the headline is it's it's a one nil win. Um, goal scored by Martin Kelly. You would have predicted that before the game kicked off. Um, absolutely stunning. But um, you know and and the, the you know most recent obviously headline is that we've got Reading away uh, in the next round in the quarter final. So um, you know with respect to Reading. They did very, very well against West, West Brom. They're the, the highest scorers in the competition at the moment. And, you know, they're a decent side, but, you know, as we've got to feel that uh, we, we're favourites for that game and got a good chance to get into the semi-final. So, very, very exciting times in the Cup, you know, and um, only a couple of games away from, from glory. So, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, let's go line-up, first of all, gentlemen. Um, I think we'll be effectively... St oh, go on, Albert, you want to jump in there? I was going to say, I just want before we get too carried away. If should we go out to Reading in the cup, mm. are oh. we going to coin our own players? God, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't. I hope not. But that was um, that was a bit brutal, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know if it came from the frustration of having to watch, you know, football under Pulis for that length of time. But um, yeah, poor old, poor old Chris Brunt, Patrick, well, you. You would definitely coin much, right, Chris? Based on last week, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking quite a lot about that. Uh, I know, I'm just because I, I know, you know, I know. I got, um, I didn't get any. I wouldn't say I got stick. I, you know, I got into some discussions throughout the course of the week because people obviously pointed out that it was uncharacteristic of me to uh, to go after a player. And yeah, it was a lot of frustration, but I maintain there's some um, some strong points to be made there, and I, and I still feel that today. But, um, but yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. 
if you throw a chocolate coin at a player, is that seen as an act of aggression or more of a gesture of you know being generous and sharing the festive spirit? I think it's fine. It's fine at Christmas, but if you were to save those coins to later <laughs> in the year, then clearly it's a premeditated act, and you're probably uh... anyway. Um, yeah, line up. <laughs> I thought we started as a four-four-two with uh, Much on the left um, and, and Zaha on the right of midfield. And obviously Ledley came in for, for Jednak, played alongside Kabai in the middle. Um, my worry Im- immediately was it, it looked very, very similar to the first half setup that was so poor against Watford because I had this feeling that, that you know, Wickham might, might start left. So I'll be honest, I, I looked at that lineup and I thought, we're gonna, my early thoughts are we're going to be surrendering a bit of possession here. We'll fail to link the midfield and attack and likely concede due to an error or refereeing aberration, I've written here. Um, so I wasn't feeling too positive when I read the lineup. What did you, what did you think when you saw it, Patrick? Yeah, I wasn't overly happy with it either. I think the midfield of Spurs is very, very good. I think Ali, Son, Dembele, they had Onomar Mayer, I don't know his name, say his name, and Pentaleb in the midfield. They're very good. So I was concerned we didn't have a fifth midfielder in there instead of having... Uh, Wickham, but um, like you, Chris, I was a little concerned with the way we set up. I did notice that Wickham and Adebayo tried to play a little closer together at the beginning of the game, which was, I think was very was a positive. Um, so I didn't love the lineup at the beginning, but um, you know it turned out obviously to be okay. Yeah, I mean, my, my instant thought was obviously Ledley's been out for a while, and oh. um, he's going to oh. have to do an awful lot of running. And I know you picked up on it during the start of the game. He, he struggled a bit, certainly to begin with. Yeah, the thing is, I like Ledley a lot. He's had some tough games at, at White Hart Lane. I remember last year he missed an, a couple of chances. I remember one at Blassie. The Blassie made that great flick over um, Ericsson last year. He's the one yeah. that missed, the, missed that shot. And I just thought today he was a little bit off the pace. He runs a lot. Listen, he puts a, a lot of effort in. But he had a great chance to score a goal, uh, you know, in the first half. He just is, he's just so he's just so slow. I like him a lot. He was just off the pace. But, again, he worked great. You can't fault. He played really well. I mean, he really helped us. You know, sitting in front of that back four today and worked his socks off because you had to against Spurs. But I just thought he was a little bit off today. No, that's that's a fair observation. I said, I, I, you know, I think I think part of it is he's, he's you know been out out of the team injured for a while. So fair to enough. kind of to play against a team, probably the team in the Premier League that moved the ball sort of the quickest with you know the one touch passing. They're they you know they are the form team. You know, it's flowing properly for them. That you know they they've got a lot of technically talented players who you know are strong on, on both sides. You know, there's no. You know, we we've got a few people in our in our squad who, if you, they haven't got an, you know, their wrong foot, just you might as well not, you know, they might as well not use it. And in fact, they don't, you know. So, um, but but Tottenham have, you know, got some technically proficient players there, and and I think that was a hard ask to get to say to Joe Ledley, you know, I know you haven't played for a while, Joe, but deal with that midfield, you know, screen yeah. all about screen all about <laughs> four when you got all those running in behind, you know, Ali in particular made all yeah. sorts of runs all over the pitch, and we'll definitely talk about that little. Sorry, obviously Albert and, and Joe, you'll want to jump in here as well. So, I mean, obviously we talked about, about Ledley and, and the setup really, but obviously the key change was was at the back and it, it turned out to be a hugely significant change that, um, you know, Suarez being out through his own, you know, his own fault, his, his suspension, uh, brought Kelly into the team. And, you know, I, I, I suspected if Kelly was going to come in and rather than Mariapa, Kelly would go straight to left back, but Pardew's put him in at right back and shifted Ward to the left, and it, and it worked well, didn't it, Joe? Well, it did, and it worked well when he was, you know, when he was playing in those positions. When, 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 you know, when we had that very similar setup last year. So, um, but yeah, I, I, no, no surprises for me. Thought he played, thought he played really well, um, and I loved his pace. 
I love the love the fact that he just wanted to gallop down that right hand side, uh, which he did. You know, he did the whole game really. I was uh, yeah, really pleased with that. Yeah, the only thing I've, I've had, any issue I've ever had with Martin Kelly is that when we're under pressure, you know, it, and it's a little bit like Ward as well. Funny enough, um, he has a similar trait. When we're under pressure, it doesn't always stop across. You know, and I know you can't stop everything. But um, it just seems a little bit easy to get past him at times. But today, he looked very, very solid. And obviously, he hadn't played for a long, long time. But what do you think, Albert? I was very impressed, actually. Um, looking at the lineup initially, I, I wanted to see Mariapa in there. Not because I don't rate Kelly. I just think Mariapa's never done us any sort of ill when he's come in. And I also wanted to... Uh, Whilst we're there, I was fancied a change in the goalie scenario as well. But this is all this is all before the game started, you know. Yeah. yeah. Looking back, I've got no no complaints. Um, you know, cat, cat amongst the pigeons is you know Joel Ward's had a you know a, a cracking game, but he's best for a long while. Is is when Suarez back? Is does he come straight back in, or would you based purely based on today? Do we keep it as it was because it seems <laughs> to work really well? If we keep clean sheets like we did today, then then I don't want that defence to change, and that means Martin yeah. Kelly plays right back and, and Joel <laughs> Ward plays left back. That's just how it is. Um, you know, there is a degree of conversation around balance, and particularly with Balassi coming back to fitness, whether that would make a difference to Suarez because you know he has looked suspect defensively, uh, but he's looked very good going forward, and he, and he linked brilliantly with Zaha at, at times when Balassi was out. But you know, we we did look more solid today, but how much that's to do with um, with to do with Kelly and Ward playing as the fullbacks and not Soiree, and how much it is to do with Ledley screening the way he did and, and how we set up, I'm not too sure. Patrick? It's a great point, Chris. The other thing I'm thinking about is that, um, the way that Spurs play, Walker and Rose, they bomb forward, put so much pressure on your fullbacks all the time. And I thought today Kelly and Ward did a good job, but I'm thinking actually I wouldn't mind seeing Kelly go to the right back if Soiree comes back and put Soiree back at left back. And I'm, a, I'm a more of an advocate of Soiree than most people are. I know that Nick, for instance, doesn't like Soiree and, and advocated him to come out last week, but I really think that Kelly, like, um, Albert said, you know, Maribel never lets down. Neither was Kelly. Kelly always does a good job when he gets in there. And I like the way he, funny enough, gets forward, which he did today and got that mm -hmm. goal. But he, he does some things that I really like. You're right about the crossing part. He doesn't, he doesn't you know, stop that part. But think some parts of his game, I think he really does well. I, I like to see him honestly get a chance to right back. At some point, I'm with you though. Right now, you can't change the back mm -hmm. four after, you know, a clean sheet. Mm. Someone seemed to get a uh, message of some sort there. I wonder, wonder who that was. Anyway, um, yeah, look. It, I don't want to again. It's, it's not, I'm not trying to use this as a, as a way of knocking Suarez at all. I just think it's an interesting uh, observation. But like I say we did we did change a fair bit. It wasn't just the the personnel at the back, and you know, and it's an enforced change as well. But sometimes those are the, the things that can change a can change a season really. You know, all it all it might have needed was just just that little reshuffle at the back. And you know, Kelly offers some things that um, that he offers some height at the back for a start. Um, and like Patrick, like you're saying, he's he's not bad on the ball. You know, yeah. like you say, he can really can gallop up that wing, and he's actually relatively comfortable in possession as well. Because he came through the the youth ranks at Liverpool, you know, and, and you and you kind of forced to pass in in the youth teams there. And move, you know, and move, yeah. It is, it is the Liverpool group. Liverpool group. Yeah, well, brilliant. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in the chat room, um, I'm still while you're talking. I'm forward slash chat. Uh, Lions 5 just said uh, Kelly did well I agree with Hambo now they've got a clean sheet build that uh, build that in for confidence that's the point of the squad if someone messes up you take your chance and keep it and they keep their uh, place until someone messes up yeah. if anyone else is slightly disgusted by the mastication that they can hear from Joe Hogan 
I I can only agree with you. We've discussed it at length, it's and the, I understand. It's, it's the chewing that's upsetting me. <laughs> hey, come on! Hey? Well, I actually wasn't chewing. That's the thing. Well, you sound like you've still got like a naan bread in your mouth or something. How do you know that? I've turned my video off. <laughs> you did it off. I can't even see me. That's... Yeah, well, they, I can. Under, I can. <laughs> I can detect naan bread uh, through the internet. Um, anyway, <laughs> I've confused myself now. But there you go. Uh, there was look. That's that the start. The only, most optimistic thought I had in my brain at, at the beginning of the game was I really liked the look of the bench, and it was obviously Gale was back on it for a start. And I did think that we're gonna we were gonna need him. I actually in my head I thought we'd be chasing a game and trying to get a goal back, and, and the introduction of Gale and Balassi would probably happen around seventy minutes, and we'd we'd chase a game. But as it turned out, it didn't quite didn't quite work that way. Um, but, but very early on, and, and I'm sure you'll remember this, Albert, that the, we got a let-off almost straight away uh, as a corner came in towards the back post and it ended up with on Deli Alley, uh, who's headed it, and he's headed it at Kabai. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, carry is, on. Yeah. Um, but, but that was a huge let-off. I mean, there was a lot of things to talk about around that goal. I mean, obviously, Hennessy's not come for the cross, um, and it, and it kind of looked like something he should be claiming. Mm. Um, but also defensively, how does a ball? And well, you know, to be fair to Hennessy, by the time it's come to the where he's standing in the goal, it's it's actually bounced, I think. But what what I mean is he, you know, that's that was a cross to claim it come out of the near post. Anyway, but it, how it's got all the way through through to Ali? I mean, at that point, I was you know, I thought defending was awful. Um, but your views on on first of all how it got through to Ali, and, and second of all, did Kabai handball it? I'm just, I've just got to clarify something. Is am I getting confused? Is that the, is that the penalty? Uh, not penalty. Sorry, the corner where you could argue that Hennessy was being obstructed, or was that a separate one? Um, yeah, no, he, one. yeah, yeah, that's, that's the same, same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, at the time, I, I'm, I'm, I know Hennessy had a problem with it. He ran up, sprinted right up to the referee. I thought, I thought he was being severely obstructed, certainly in the fashion that you can't touch a goalkeeper these days. Uh, so for me, there should have been a foul on us. The, the handball, the. The, the the commentary that I was listening to uh, on a very legal uh, internet stream, um, <laughs> they seem to be convinced that it was a penalty, and I'm not so sure because I mean we had we had a, we had a shout for a penalty at, at the other end in similar yeah. circumstances. You know, it's it's from short you know short distance. It's coming you know directly at him. The hands there, but listen, it's I'd have to see it again to make a, yeah, a full I, adjustment. I, I don't. I certainly don't. I, I certainly wasn't wiping my brow, thinking, "Jesus, we got away with that." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it. It was a great save. Yeah, no. I, I, it was a good save. It, it was handball, and it came out where it was. He's on the line. He's on the line. He's used his hand. Oh, hey, but here you go. Here's 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 my rash, rationale for it, right? And to be honest with you, I, I know the uh, the commentary you're referring to, Albert, and it, I am because it was Clive Allen as well who started talking about it. And Have I you am seen him, by the way. He yeah, looks yeah, yeah. like he's eaten many pies. Looks like he's eaten Neil Shipley, um, <laughs> friend of the show, Neil Shipley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not after that. Yeah, no, after after that. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I, you know, he he is he's gone completely the opposite for me. He said R one wasn't a penalty because Bentalab's turned his back and it's just hit him, so he doesn't isn't he isn't aware that it hit him, and that uh, the Kabai's offence was. Was that he's, he's raised his hands? What about Sterling's one last it. week? Sterling's one's exactly the same. Yeah. So, but my point on it is that Kabai's hands are in front of his chest. 
If you take Kabai's hands away, the ball hits him in the chest. So it's hit his hand, but you know, you're allowed to protect yourself from a ball hitting you fully in the chest. That's fine. You know, that's not an unnatural thing to do. So I don't think we've gained any advantage there other than Kabai's managed to not have the ball hit him square in the chest. From you know, from, from close range. And he hasn't really got any time to react majorly, he's just it's just a natural reaction to bring his hands up to protect your chest. With Bentlab, his hands in an unnatural position. So for me, he's got it's the exact opposite. You know, we we got a stronger claim for a penalty than them in my but view. Does that does that take a deflection off it off his chest onto his hand? Um, I actually thought it took a deflection off his other the upper arm of his other arm onto the onto his hand. So I suppose in in that in that sense. But all I'll say is, uh, do you remember the Dean Moxie one against Spurs when we on our first uh, game back at Sellers in the Premier League? Yeah. It's just that, isn't it? Owen Garvin, Stephen Dobby, Stephen yeah, well, lineup. Yeah, yeah. Those were the days, aren't they? Heady cool. days. Um, look, anyway, look. The, the, for me, the 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 alley chance there it was is a huge let off, huge huge let off for us. Very bad defender. Yeah, you, we and quite rightly pointed out reasons for it. Uh, you know, Hennessy being blocked off. To be honest, I didn't notice that part, and you're quite rightly right to point that out. Um, yeah. So I, you know, it, it was pretty pretty poor, but we recovered from that. Um, I've, I've noted here that Adebayor got got booed very early on and that carried on for the whole game um i will talk about how he played a little bit later on um but i you know obviously i was noticed that you know the handball calls you know it's craig porson and i i did fear the worst um and i've got several notes throughout the course of this uh, of him just not giving clear fouls for palace but having said that we're, i'm in this position that i hate to be in where because we won the game i don't really feel too strongly about it what do we think about the refereeing in, in general since it's been such a hot topic i start with you uh, albert uh, I thought I thought it was okay. It, 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 it certainly there was certainly a point where it seemed to be very um, very much in favour of, of the home side, but it uh, it was okay. You know, it evened out for me over the course of the game, to be honest. And you know, there's there's a there's definitely an argument that Kabai was a bit lucky not to get. You know, he could have been booked much earlier on if if, yeah. you know, if the ref fancied it. Um, but but again, similarly, that the guy that you know. Fucking hot topic, and you know, nation sweetheart, Delhi Alley. There was there was times when he, you know he could have received a yellow card several times um, before he got substituted, um, and the only player that got booked for him was Danny Rose. Yeah, and he's he's another one worthy of a conversation. I think um, I hate him. Diver. He is he is a diver. Um, and to be honest, it's just very <laughs> diva. He's just average. He's just an average player. He's very pacey. Um, and that's it, I think. Um, but the, the but he doesn't just dive; he dives and then he moans, and then he'll put a challenge in later on, and then he'll moan about that being given. given the other thing, the other thing he does, the other thing he does, he's. And I mean, it's 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 widespread throughout football, but Danny Rose is the typical example of it. He'll kick a ball out or have a ball go out of play off him. And he'll do that thing where he's got his arm up, and yeah. he's a fullback, so you know, for half the game, he's right in front of the linesman, and he just he'll appeal for anything. And I know you're meant to, because everybody wants to win, but he does it in a very annoying way. <laughs> yeah. So we don't like Danny Rose just for Correct. a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not a fan, Albert. Um, and yeah, it's. Uh, I thought the Tottenham players were doing that all over the pitch, just falling over at the, at the slightest touch. And dare I say that you know, there's a bit of the. Um, managerial influence there um you know, i'm not suggesting that all argentinians uh, are um are cheats in the way that they Easy. play football 
That's the wrong way of putting it, in case anyone was thinking that I was saying that. I'm not but nine times out of ten, they are. <laughs> Those are your words and not the words of me or Homestar Radio. <laughs> okay, bye. Just, oh, well, yeah, I'll, ba- I'll back you up, then. I'll back you up. Oh. I'll do that as well. Service. Yep. <laughs> Cheating I'm, stro- I'm just strongly inferring it. That me, and, me and Joe against the whole of Argentina. What a, <laughs> what a show that would be. Jeremy Clarkson would be on our side as well. No, you know, I'm... You know, I'm, I'm I am being slightly facetious about it, but I do believe that um, there are are certain people who believe that level of gamesmanship is just part of the game. What's your view, Patrick? It's definitely part of the game. Um, it happens all the time. Just going back to the Craig Paulson thing, um, yeah. he's just, again, in the league, supposedly the best league in the world, we have some very bad referees. We just do. He's a great example of a very average referee. I mean, today, honestly, the Benzeb call definitely was, a, to me, a penalty kick, and then Later on in the match, I hate to say it, but you know there was that that's this. I don't think he done proper. The stamp that Yannick did on on on. Uh, I guess it was it. Was Mason. it Rose? Mason Ryan Mason. I wish it, it was, was Rose. It was it was <laughs> nasty. And uh, the, the, my my good thing is I'm glad they gave him a card because they didn't give him a card. He might have got suspended for three matches because that was a he, he didn't do it on purpose, but he did stamp on the guy's leg and it didn't look good. And like I you know and he got a yellow card. He, honestly, I was surprised he didn't get a red as bad as referee so, in this league. I understand so. what you're saying, and, and you know we've seen plenty of examples in the past that, of people properly exactly. stamping but, right. and, and getting punishment. But I, you know, at, f- at full speed, and the trouble is, we all do this. It's, there's right, such right, a temptation right, right. to look at the, these <laughs> these replays of it, right? And then yeah. and just say that at the speed you watch it, it's it looks horrendous. But when you look at it at full speed, he's all you know. He's effectively reaching out for the ball and planting his foot while running. But he doesn't right. put his, in my view, he doesn't put his foot somewhere. What, what does he do? Does he have to hop? I'm not sure. Mason slid in at quite a pace there. He's got. Got half a second to react. You know, am, am I am I just thinking the best of best? Albert, you know, am I being an idiot? Am I? Was it a clear stamp? What do you reckon? I've done it. I said to you guys earlier, I did it to a, to a guy's testicles. Um, you know, and you do do that. You're, you're, you're in, a, in a football match or in a just? Football, yeah. No, it was just on the beach. He was lying down someplace, <laughs> and I walked past and just stopped playing. Cheap shot. <laughs> no, it was it was during a, it was it was a casual game of football at work and um and he came he came sliding in and I I actually had to jump over him to sort of avoid getting you know clattered myself and as you come down you think well I've got to put my foot somewhere and it's either his face or I try and move out of the way I got him on the nuts so I've got sympathy for Balassi he could have done him in the face. Yeah, um, I just thought it was, it was an unfortunate thing. But it's I, 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 I agree with you. I'm just saying that I've seen that 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 play and that player get carded for that. I'm not saying that he should have been. I'm just saying that my point is with Craig Paulson is I'm surprised being an average he didn't yeah. give you know Yannick a red because that's how bad he is. But no, I'm not saying Yannick did on purpose. Don't get me wrong. No, fair enough. Um, got a tweet in earlier on from uh, Brummy Eagle to at HOL Radio uh, talking about when we were discussing Soiree, um, whether he comes back into that side. Um, Interestingly, his view is that uh, actually he would he would keep Kelly to replace Ward and bring Suarez back in at left back, and that he feels that Ward's been poor all season. How do we feel about that then, Joe? Hmm. Um. Well, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. Like I said, I didn't think he really let us down last time. He, you know that the, the defence was in the you know with those four at the back. I, I don't think. Um, but, but listen, listen it's, a, it's, a, it's a squad. Yeah, but it's a squad. It's a squad game, yeah. and 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 if all of a sudden we go on a on a run, and uh, and everything's everything's good, then 
you know, I think I think in, unless something drastic happens, then it needs to stay. It needs to stay the same. It's all about trying to, you know, you, you're supposed to be the best person for your position. If Suarez isn't the best foot person for his position, yeah. Then, yeah, then, go on. I was just say the the question is whether or not you would you'd, you'd obviously bring Suarez back. The question is whether or not you'd you'd keep Kelly over Ward. Uh, yeah, I thought Ward played very. I thought you played all right today. You know, yes. I mean, the, 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 see, the thing is, the, the, the thing, the thing is, we, we've been overly harsh, right? The, this season, it seems to be. Well, this season, last season, the the wingers. Do you not think the wingers have 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 have, uh, have got better? I, I, that's what the standard of of wing play in this country has mm. has definitely got better. So maybe, you know, I, I think we, I think sometimes we're overly, you know, critical of of our of our. Wing backs. And that's um, a it's a really good point actually. Yeah, not not every time you know it, it's funny because you know you think about every time Wilf beats a player, you know, he, he, and he's I think he's leading the, you know, leading that in the Premier League, and you know you don't automatically think it's because the the opposition fullbacks rubbish unless it's Danny Rose, but you do think that <laughs> um, but you do you think it's because of how great Wilf is, and you're absolutely right, uh, Joe. I do think that. I do think wing players um, have started to come back in fashion. And you look at teams like, um, I suppose, Watford and uh, and Leicester, who have brought back four four two and old fashioned wing play. Kind of, it's you know, it is quite refreshing in a way. And uh, you know, we're we're sort of trying to get back to that ourselves at the moment as a way of sort of getting us out of this this poor form. Um, so no, that's a really good point. And, and we probably are a bit harsh. You know, can you imagine trying to, you know, as an opposition fullback trying to deal with trying to deal with Will for Yannick it's um it's a proper nightmare and, and obviously people like Mares, who's been uh, probably the best player one of the best players in the Premier League this year it's yeah no it's a good point Joe good point don't often say that to you do there's a little bit of praise for you well done Joe nothing just he's not for pudding now oh, I'll, I'll just I'll take I'll take your patronising inside <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was fantastic last year as well. Just that he didn't play brilliant all the time. I thought he was finding his feet, Morris. But I think now, you know, I, I, I said to Danny ages ago, I said, you wait till next season, he will absolutely terrorise. And I always thought that we were, we were very lucky against Leicester. Yeah, do you remember? You know, I think you're thinking of a similar game to me where um, he absolutely tore us a new one, but we won the game 1 0 from I Joe know. Ledley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All game, he just absolutely ruined us. And they just couldn't finish. They had Nugent miss a whole load, and they they just they, they just the final three times. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. It was just yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was. Uh, and I, I came out of that game thinking I wouldn't mind us having a, you know, trying to get trying to get hold of that guy. But um, I think I think it'd be bigger teams than us now going for him. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Uh, there's there's plenty plenty more. I just I was noticed a tweet come in as well but, uh, from Brummy Eagle again actually. Saying uh, for all the haters, much played well today. Well, we'll see how we define played well later on. <laughs> he didn't play shit. Be oh, careful beat that because later. there's because there's some love out there for him at the moment. I know there is, and do you know what? I I am going to be very very. I was very honest about my frustration last week, and I'll be very very it's honest. A bit too about honest, what I, I think. Today, I, I yeah, I, no, I admit that. But sometimes it's good, isn't it? We're human beings, and people want to hear want to hear how people are feeling. The that you don't want me to sort of dress up how I was feeling on the show. You want honesty from me. I just want you to dress up. Oh, well, that's yeah. Well, I yeah. That's, took your, mic, took your microphone off mute then, didn't you, Albert? You, you dress up. <laughs> you dress up, and I'll let you know how I'm feeling. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a clip for the end of the season. 
anyway, we got Dem's Eagle in the uh, in the chat room, homestyle.net forward slash chat, and he said, "Hambo, stop hating on much." <laughs> <laughs> nah, go on, go on. Let's talk about. It. Let's do this. Um, my first note on much, right? I'm gonna have to edit it slightly. Uh, good challenge from much on the left. Seems awake at the start for a something change. Uh, injured Walker too, which is just smashing. I've written. Um, smashing his knee. Yeah, but um, but what I what I did notice later on is that he pl- I thought he played he had a, ten minutes first opening ten minutes in Jordan much he was absolutely buzzing around that pitch um, always involved and actually held his discipline um, by pl- on playing on the left he kept wide at times which enabled us to sort of stretch the game when we had the ball so I was very very impressed with him but then he just sort of he just sort of drifted out of the game for for probably um, Spurs' best period. But what I have noted, noted here is that, at, you know, in the first half, it wasn't the type of game where you're going to see much from him in a positive way because most of what he was doing was positional. You know, it was, it was being in the right place, closing down the spaces, trying to get a challenge in, and, and a lot of the play was nowhere near him. So, you know, I'll, I'll give him that. He, do you, know, you know, I said it to Patrick earlier on, you know, whether he played well or not, I don't know how... I don't know how I can define... If I define well as played better than he has done in a Palace shirt, then he played well. If 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 I have to sort of pinpoint stuff that he did that was great, I can't really. But I can I can't pinpoint anything that he did wrong either. Um, and I think it was it was probably overall it was his most consistent um, game in a Palace shirt. And I, you know, and I've I've got to praise him for that. It was good. But you know, at the same time, I, I am still feeling a little bit like, well, it's taken a long while to get there. Um, and he's a Premier League footballer, and and, and he should be judged harshly when he. When he's taken as long as he has to produce anything like a, a good ninety minutes for, in, a, in a Palace shirt. So John, John but, McCormack six turned around and said, "No, he said this damned, damned him with faint praise." Well, <laughs> there we go. Oh, but I'm not going to. Uh, at the same time, I didn't slag him off after his first game. I said, "Give him time." Give him. So, do you know what I mean? In the same, in the same token, I'm not going to look at one good game and go, "Okay, I've changed my mind completely." You know, I, I, I like to give things time, and I, I gave, I gave, I, you know, I judged much over the entire time he'd been at the club and I got to a point last week where I was just like I don't see it I don't see it anymore and it just so happens you know he'd see have two good arse I see potential I see potential for him so to be him. able to be a consistent player but no I don't see, I don't see him <laughs> I don't see him in my first 11 ever in a, in a Palace shirt and do you know what if, if I get proven wrong I'll be delighted because that means he'll be doing brilliantly and Palace will be a good better team than without him, but you know you you pick your best eleven for Palace. He's nowhere near it in my view. Okay, there you go. Okay. Well, Dem's Eagles come back with that. He said he did it. He did it. He praised much. Can I get three cheers for Hambo? <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. I don't. I, you know, listen. I'm, I'm happy to do. It. I, I'm happy to stand by my pinch and justify them. I had some great uh, conversations in the week on Twitter about it. People have strong views people think I'm being unfair great you know I'll justify what I mean and I'll hold my hands up and admit last week I went a little over the top I was properly angry about that game and I um yeah I did I did blame it mostly on much who as everyone kept pointing out to me had a good 45 minutes yeah if I did, if I did my job well for half of half of the day <laughs> and then did nothing for the rest of it I wouldn't get much praise either but there we go um I've gone too far again haven't I Patrick yes yeah what I'll say is <laughs> Is he's he's got a run now. I think it's about this is maybe his fourth game in a row that he started, which is a good thing for him. And I thought he put some really good crosses in. I thought we're well worked really well on the outside. And, you know, he got down the line and caught some crosses in. A lot of them were blocked for corners, but that's not his fault. But I thought he worked really hard. And I think 
you know, the scale we're, we're going to judge him on is going to be a pretty harsh scale because we're going to be judging him against Balassi, obviously, or Punchin, who played normally wide right, which he's not at all left, which is not, you know, a fair comparison. But I will give him credit. He's showing, like, he's showing some improvement, Chris. Again, I'm not a huge fan of his. I, I want him to do well, obviously, but he's, he's showing good signs. And again, I'll give him credit for today because, you know, he did a decent job today. So um, we go from there. So. No, look, for me, the spot he's got to be targeting is alongside Kabai. Yeah, and, more inside, you know, exactly. That's, right. that's what he's got to be targeting long term. And he, he, for me, he, you know, he's not going to displace MacArthur. Uh, he's not going to displace Ledley. You know, and he probably would. And under current form, I'd probably pick him over Jednak. Because um, hmm. I think Jed, Jedi's been struggling for some time. But, right. but, but for me, he's, you know, again, if he's going to be a winger at Palace, he's never going to get in the side unless, you know, when, when we've got, uh, got a fit squad. So, you know, he's got he's a central midfielder and he, and he should be playing there and he should be making one of those positions his own. And I, I say I don't think he's anywhere near it. But I thought second, second, second half today, you know, we always talk about the fact that he's had a couple of good second halves in a row. The second half today, in, in the work that he did, and he came in a bit more central, we, um, we had a lot of tactical changes and he coped brilliantly with those. And there were some spells in that game where, you know, he was... He was the reason we weren't conceding huge amounts of possession to Spurs, and we, you know, we produced a properly good performance today, and he was part of that. So, you know, he does get praise, but he's just got to do it consistently before, before I go hand, hold my hands up and go, yeah, I was overly harsh, and I should have given him more time. But, you know, there you go, Patrick. Um, it's a good point. I, I think I like the, the you pointed out the fact he came inside. I thought that was a good tactical change by um, Pardew. People make make fun of him, or not make fun, but they comment on Pardew doesn't have a plan B. But today. Moving much inside in that second half really helped us out. Because, again, we were struggling in the midfield against that Spurs midfield. But having much in there with Ledley and Kabai really helped shift the uh, impetus for us in that second half and helped us out a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. You say credit where it's due. Um, but, you know, I don't want to get too caught up on me talking about Jordan much every week. Because, you know, I say bottom line for me is that if he does well, um, then then that's a good thing for Palace. And I'll be delighted to be... And however many people want to tweet me and go, see, I told you it was good. Fine. I'll be, I'll be delighted to get those tweets. Jail's uh, just, uh, I'm just checking out the tweets. Jail's just tweeted about um, a book uh, to do with Captain Eric Melrose Brown. Uh, engaged, fully engaged in the show today. No, um, I am. I'm, I'm um, you can't let oh, things, you, you shouldn't multitasking. let. Yeah, I am. I am. I, I read, when I was fishing back in, uh, in Maine, France, I took yeah. a book with me and it was, it was his book, but, Again, if you get a chance to read it, you know, you've, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic book if you like aeroplanes. And I do. Not as much as Palace, but anyway. You, you heard it here first. They're a bit up and down for me. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's rein this back in. Obviously, we got into a conversation about much there, and it was good, you know, rightly so. We've um, covered a bit of ground there. I'm sure we'll probably come back to it with uh, some additional comments later on. Um, but really, uh, I think, you know, it was an attacking start to the game from both sides. You know, the, there was, you know, I, we had talked about the concerns with the referee. We talked about, um, you know, um, the, the fact that Rose was just an absolute little twat falling over the entire game. And it was it's just incredibly frustrating to watch. But it's worth mentioning again, and I'm sure I'll say it again before the end of the show. But um, one of my favourite moments in the first half was... Um, I can't remember who played the pass. Now, it might have been Kabai. It was like a 70-yard uh, pass out to the touchline where Scott Dan was. 
and just he took it down like an absolute legend and played that sublime ball into to Joe Ledley, who was oh. fractionally away from it. A little bit of noise there, Patrick. Frustrating, but also quite an amazing move. Uh, Dan was that the, the I'm like oh, I almost tweeted at that point. Can we clone Dan having played centre back, centre midfield, and centre forward? Because he's so good. That play was so good. But he set up Ledley. I'm like, why? You know, you got to score that. You got to score that. It was driving me crazy. But you're right, Chris. Brilliant pass by Goodbye. Great takedown by Dan. Great pass by Dan. Yeah, I just couldn't believe the weight on it from a centre back. I mean, we talk about how good he is um, pretty much every week, but. Albert, do, do even we appreciate how good Scott Dan is? And now the hell isn't he in the England squad still? Well, he's in our ultimate 25 <laughs> squad. So I think that's that's just enough for him, isn't it? Probably he doesn't even want to play for England. Yeah, you're right. That's doesn't it. get any better, does it? It doesn't. He's in there with uh, you know the likes of Peter Taylor and Akiri Halati and... Uh, Kenny yeah, Sansom. Kenny Sansom and Dougie Friedman, which is still a bone of contention with yeah. me. Well, he's yeah. there. The oh, Andy Gray. No, no, Vin- voted out, didn't he? No, he didn't get voted out. He's not. He's not been. He's not been voted for or against. Don't get confused. No one's nominated him. He's not been put forward. No. But on Scott Dan, no, I don't think. I don't think we underrate him at all. Uh, but I don't think there'll be any Palace players anywhere near the squad, the England squad for Euro 2016, unless there's some horrendous accident at several clubs. Yeah, it's a real disappointment. I mean. I have at times thought, though, particularly in this difficult spell, you know, I've, I've thought if he was the player we thought he was, would we really be struggling this badly? But today he just brought it back home for me. And again, I'll probably get some stick for that. But today he just brought home to me just how good he is. It's not just the fact that he did that wonderful touch and weight of pass, which, which we from, talked about. Apart from that little scare in the second half when he bolted down and stood there, admired a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of skill, got robbed and nearly cost us, well, it cost yeah, us five yeah. minutes of them attacking us. Yeah, but the that number of blocks. But it was hit Delaney as well. Uh, you know, to give him give him credit. And but but the two of them, the way the number of blocks in the games that they get, the number of times they just get a toe end on something just to disrupt it. And you think about that. There was a, that time where obviously Ali's hit both posts. Um, That's how good he is. Oh, England's future. Yeah, England's future. He hit two posts. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> you have called him that a lot, Steve. <laughs> But and Danny Rose, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. You're consistent, um, but no, seriously, it's. Can, can, I, can I just uh, back in the <laughs> chat? Um, Amstel.net forward slash chat. Um, uh, you know, obviously, a lot of people know that I know Lions. He lives, lives opposite Lions five fifty. Lives opposite me, and I've been saying for ages. You know, at the moment, Gary Cale can't really get in the Chelsea side. Now, I, I think we need to be, you know, under, under no illusions that. If he's got one season in him, and then that's all he's got left in him, and but Delaney, but would would you have would you have Kale up against Dan? Because at the moment, and with the money coming in, there's no one in the Premier League unless they offer ridiculous, and I mean ridiculous, like well over a hundred grand a week. You know, there's no one that can really scare us off with money anymore, um, as long as we stay in the Premier League. But would you do you think we could put a bid in for Kale? Do you think he'd you I, know? I don't. I I think we could. Um, I don't know whether it would be the right decision for the money it would cost and, and the ability of the player because, you know, he, he's been some way from his best for quite some time for Chelsea. Um, but I think but they, I think they have in general, haven't they? I don't. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You know, I think yeah. it's not just him that's had a bad, you know, that bad season and, and been shown up for it. But he's been, you know, he's been dropped. So I think most of that Chelsea side could have been dropped, and so they could have bought in the kids and done, and they could have lost equally the same amount of games. 
but um, it's just it's just a thought, you know. That we, it, 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 I, I think he'd be good for us, and I think I'd, we can almost guarantee. I'd, like I'd, I'd take him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, with John Terry not going back next year, they're going to need a centre half next year because Zuma is going to team up with who? Not going to use that new kid from the Red Bulls, Miyaske. He's a little young, so. I would doubt they would sell him right now, Joe, but it's an interesting... Yeah, but Zuma, Zuma's not... Uh, the thing about Zuma is he sort of plays a... He plays in a strange... He's a very defensive um, midfield player. He's almost like a fifth defender. Or, if, or, or like a... If they go 3-5-2... He play centre-back sometimes. Well, he's a centre-half, isn't he? Yeah, but he, he, but he sits in front. If you look at what he did against us, he sat in front. He, you know, he, he, I see it quite a lot. He sits very deep, almost... But he's not a massive pass of the ball. What they do, what Chelsea use Zuma for is, is for just purely for breaking up play, look around, give it to someone good. And he's That's fast that. also. Yeah, but, but one so minute. To be honest with you, he's the, he is the sort of, the player, the sort of attributes I'd like us to sign to play right. alongside Dan. I think that would give it us is. more flexibility and pace because we yep. don't have a lot of pace in the back line other than Suarez and he can't do everything. So, uh, or sometimes anything. But um, oh, yeah, Why do I keep doing this? Right, Nick. Who, who broke me this week? <laughs> Um, <laughs> not enough pace to get to dodgy Wayne Hennessy rollouts. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Oh, dear. I, I apologise. I am taking that statement back, and I want it edited out of the podcast. He did that yeah. again to Wolf today. Did you see that? Yes, I did, but... Yeah. Mm. I, I knew some of you would see it, but... But, no, I, I, anyway, Hennessy? We're going to talk about Hennessy? Paid well are today. We, we are, absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to see where... Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah. Because just before we scored, um, I was obviously talking about the fact that Ali's at both posts. Um, and, and I was going to talk about Son, who was getting, way, getting through our defence way too easily, um, which was annoying the hell out of me. But he looked like a, a hell of a good player. But, um, you know, we've got, got away with it a few times in the first half. And, and Hennessy's actually, the, fir- the first proper save he's had to pull out was, um, was from Kane's free kick just before we scored. Um, and he got down brilliantly to that. And I'll tell you what, I talked about this, talked about the last couple of weeks, about how he, he had gone from me having confidence in him because he'd been consistently good to the spell where he's consistently good becoming the sort of the le- less less of the season than when he's been dodgy, if you like. So I was thinking he had a good six or seven games rather than thinking that he's been good for most of the season. That's what sort of changed for me in the last few weeks. Today, as soon as he made that save, getting down low, I thought he's, you know, he's he's almost he's back kind of thing. Because up until that point, funnily enough, I, w- I was still not confident. I still thought he could have come through a couple of crosses. I thought <laughs> the throw out to Zaha was before that, wasn't it? I think, and that it was and right. That again, was that, exactly, it was right before that free kick. Yeah. Right. So and, and again, I was just yeah, I was thinking, oh, here we go. He's he's still not right, is he? He's still not. And even when the bit where you saw him push, we were talking about earlier in the, from the corner, he was being blocked, and you saw him pushing players away. One thing I really noticed from that is he didn't open his mouth and say anything, you know, and and that and that still bothers me. You should, I don't really see him speak, but all of those Gosh. things kind of they they went away as soon as he made that save. Come on, Patrick. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is I correct myself. Actually, the the throwout was right after the free kick when he caught the ball. He threw it straight oh, out. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I'll be honest with you. I'm still not confident in him, but he played really well today. Um, so I gave him credit for that. And I really think the thing that I'm finding to be strange is that I think when he plays well. Everybody blocks shots in front of him. Like today, you saw Dan Delaney doing their best blocking shots. Ward Kelly doing the same thing. I find that he plays a lot better when the whole defense kind of gets in front of him and helps him out. And those saves he made today, Chris, are what he made, what he's best at. Those saves low to the side of what he's really, really good at. It's the high crosses and the high shots he's not as good at. So today was a perfect game for him because it was it allowed him to 
you know, to play as well as he could because, you know, the free kick, which was an excellent kick by Kane and a great save, was because it was where Hennessy does his best work, which is kind of, like I said, lowish. So, again, I just find that he plays better when everyone in front of him plays better, which I guess would make sense, wouldn't it? He made another good save in the second half from Kane. You could argue it was from a tight angle, so he should be getting to it. But he, yeah, uh, he yeah, the big the save. That was a very yeah. good save. Sensational save. Yeah, that Not, was. yeah, yeah. When you actually... Because initially it looked like Kane had just hit it wide, but if, if he doesn't get that fingertip to Goes it, in the corner. that's in. Yeah, that's... Yeah, they had a camera know, down the line of it, didn't they? Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. Got a um, couple, of, couple of little bits, a little bit of an argument going on in the, in the chat room. And so Dems Eagle said, Hennessy needs to be dropped. McCarthy must be itching to start again. Um, and then Gypsy Hill, uh, Tim Gypsy Hill, 64, said, Dems, wash your mouth out. Uh, Booted Eagle said, not on today's performance. Um... But yeah, so uh, how, how old is um, uh, um, Hennessy? He's about 28, 29, isn't he? Something yeah, he must like be 29, that. I think. Yeah, so he's still got four or five years, or five, six years as a, as a, yeah. Okay, that's about it. That's only so, about 50 more howlers that we have to part with, probably. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we, that's we, I know. I'm, I'm, he, listen, he played really well today, and if we're going to say we don't change the defence... Because they played well today, then the same has to apply to Wayne Hennessy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, you've, again, we, you know, we've we've been, you know, at times we, we've criticised him, but he's also got a lot of praise from us, and, and rightly so. And I've always said this, you know, the way to, you know, the way to win people over is just, is pretty simple. It's just to play well and to do to do the, your job well. And he's been, you know, he, he's he's the number one at the club. There's no two ways about it. You know, I've last week I said. I wanted Speroni back in because I wasn't confident that, that McCarthy had start would would add confidence back to the defence. And that's what we talked about uh, last week, Patrick. And again, you were talking about he, he has a good game when people make blocks for him. Well, you know, I would say actually that highlights again what we were talking about. If Dan's, which he did today, Dan blocked a couple of shots in right. within the six-yard box right. going to Hennessy, who's already down about to make the save. So if he's doing that, I still think, Clearly, Dan's not got the belief that he's stopping this. <laughs> but, 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 you know, do you know what I mean? I've still got that in the back of my mind. But at the same time, you know, again, we're talking split-second decisions. And quite often, you know, Dan's making that decision because he doesn't know. He can't look behind him and then work out the trajectory of the ball. He's just got to take, know whether to take a risk or not, um, if you see what I mean. Joe? Uh, yeah, right. Well, there's a couple of things. Firstly, uh, uh, again, I've, I've pretty much said it. I, I think if, if you play well, I think you're staying on merit whether you come in because someone's injured or not, if you stay, you know, if you stay in, I think it's, it's, it's just all documented now that it is a squad game. You know, a choice of 25 players every single game, as long as we name X amount of players beforehand. So, um, but yeah, I, um, I was going to say something, but anyway. Uh, is it not bread? All right. No, 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 no. It's, just, it's all finished. That's what it is. I'm not eating now. Can't think when I'm not eating. <laughs> we well, might come back. Oh, to oh, no, what I was, no, no, no. What I was going to say is we have we have basically got three number one goalkeepers in the, in the club. Mm. Yeah. So I, I I do think I do think that as soon as we're safe, I do think we're going to see Jules. I really do. Um, no, you know, no way. Yeah. Well. I, I, no, listen. I want it. I'd love to. I, I wanted Jules in today, but I think it's it, it's it sent out a very clear statement that whatever whichever cup competition it was. Sproni can't seem to get a game. I think that's it, sadly. Yeah, I, but, I, but I, I think get, I think Parish. Yeah, I think Parish has something to say about that. 
I really do. I know. I know. But you know, they shouldn't be. Listen, it, the the thing is, the main thing is, and I'm going to keep going. I will keep going on about it because it's such an important factor now. As long as we stay in the Premier League, it doesn't matter where we finish this year. As long as we stay in the Premier League, because the money is so massive. I don't think it matters whether we finish, you know, get 90 million for finishing 11th or we get 81 million for finishing 15th or 16th. It doesn't matter. Well, as long as we stay in the Premier League. And I think as soon as we are safe, as soon as we are almost mathematically safe, I think you'll see Jules and I think you'll see the club be, be, be treat him as, as, a, as, you know, in a special way. As a as a thank you, because you know there is no way, there is no doubt about it. This is definitely his last season. I think they've just keep giving him this one year contract extension. Um, so, but I, I don't think I just see Lions has put in the chat. He said, "Won't sub appearances count towards the record?" I don't, I don't. I mean, they do, do they? Do they? Or do yeah, they? Yeah, an appearance is an appearance. Okay, isn't it? okay. Well, then he then he was on the bench every day, wasn't he? So no, you, no, have, you to have to come off the bench. You have to. Oh, that's, yeah, I'm yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so that's so that's it. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, it's. Um, I think the club will do that, and and, and do you know, what? I hope they do do that because that would that would be fitting for him. I miss his little bearded face in goal, God's sake. Anyway. Um, with his, with got, his sex doll mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, I just give up with you. That is unacceptable. Um, got some tweets in. Uh, Zander Dangerfield earlier on. That is a superb name. Um, uh, talking about Jordan Much saying he's a similar type of player to Milner. It's a, it's, you love Milner, didn't you, Joe? Uh, good passing, defensively Ilner. good. Not, not creative enough. He's a midfielder, not a winger. Uh, bang on about that. That's the point I was making. He's... He is a midfielder, not a winger. Um, look, you know, you know, as we said, he's, he did did very well. Um, did very. Well, I say he did very well today. He didn't do terribly today. <laughs> I'm struggling, aren't I, to give him any kind of praise? Um, Alex Penge, often of this parish, has got in touch, uh, saying Ward's best game for us this season. Embarrassed Walker at times. Uh, reminded me of his performances under Pulis at left back. Um, not too much to add to that. Absolutely agree. It was very, um, very reminiscent of his uh, his days at left back, and we used to moan about that and say, you know, it's ruining him at right back to keep playing him at left back. But you know, he's got that versatility. We've got to use it. Uh, Bob the Eagle was talking about Wayne Hennessy, saying he's so jewels like uh, jewels like so frequently sublime, other times a nightmare. Wash your mouth out, Bob. Yeah, come on, Bob. <laughs> two, two, Bob. I'm going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to take that, Bob. You can give him abuse back. Don't you worry. Bring it um, got to include in a tweet here that Lucy's, Lucy was supposed to be on today and she's listening so she's skiving basically is the reason she's not on at the moment um, you know better things to do on a Sunday eh not that I'm angry I'm fine I'm over it um, <laughs> give me sport Matt, Matt Roach is the person who's tweeted this I haven't heard anyone mention how solid Scott Dan and Damo were today well we did didn't we not listening did- is he yeah, no, he's not. Said that he it. Yeah, but um, but yeah. Forget, no. forget Deli Ali. Let's talk about De, De, Delay, Dela, Delaney, Delaney, Delaney. No, Delaney. Look, I like Delaney. We'll, I like. We'll Delaney. have we'll have another run at that joke later on if you want. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 it's nearly there, isn't it? Just needs a little bit of attention. And, so um, close. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's good. We'll catch it in the edit, and it will sound sublime. No, you won't. You just leave it in like that, and I'll look like a twat. Yeah, that's to be honest. That's what Mikey does to me every week. So it's more than likely what's going to happen. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, let's talk about the goal. A um, lot of it, lot of that is about Wilf Zaha, um, and it, it was just excellent. I mean, he, he had 
he had been sort of in and out of that game during the course of the first half. But once again, he moves centrally and picks the ball up in a not so dangerous position, but immediately he's got someone, he's got at least a couple of people sort of swarming towards him. But a couple of steps, a little bit of skill, and suddenly there's three or four players that are taken out of the game by, by his movement. And obviously no one's following Martin Kelly, and you can kind of understand that, can't you? <laughs> um, think before now, three career goals, um, ever, you know, three ever goals ever in, you know, in football, and certainly never scored for Palace. And what a goal it was. It was a beautiful pass from Wilf, perfectly weighted. To, and and it, basically it didn't allow Kelly to make any other decision. Do you know what I mean? He, like, he, he didn't have to think. It was a case of he had to run into the box, onto the ball, and by the time he got there, there was only really one thing worth doing, and that was just smash it at the keeper. But you've got to give him credit for that shot. It was a beautiful strike, wasn't it, Joe? It was. Um, but like you say, the, 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 the initial build-up, Wilf, when he... He fainted. He fainted to shoot on to his right, then took it on to his left. Fainted again, which put Rose on his on his backside. Um, and then he played. I mean, obviously, then the three defenders with one coming towards him as well. Um, they were all just drawn to Wolf because they thought he was obviously going to shoot. Um, and and then you know the the, the the sublime pass really into space, um, leaving Kelly. You know, no other option like you say to shoot. Um, I think the goalkeeper might be a little bit disappointed to get beat on his knee. That's when I fainted. But it was a screamer. (laughs) But yeah, he's uh, he's you know he is is done ever so well. And I think he just tried and tried and tried the whole the whole game. Wilf was you know he really tried, and I I I really do. I like I like that. I I, you know I like the fact that he just keeps keeps going. I I I just need to say something about this referee. You know we were saying I I thought he was consistent in the fact that he just let. Both sides kick each other until it became, until <laughs> it, I mean, literally, they were, there was some, probably only a little bit away from getting nasty out there. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a few, but they just consistently kicked him. I, I, I was just amazed, but I thought he'd done really well. And to set up a goal like that, you know, that's all, listen, if Wilf did nothing for the rest of his career apart from terrorise defences and love off little balls like that for us to, to, to for, for our players to score, that's it, it, all we want from him, really, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, but for me, he's getting better and better. Oh, go on, Patrick. You want to jump in? Yeah, the thing is, I watched it over and over again, and the skill was so great by Wolf. But if you watch it from a different angle, there's an angle that I show over here from behind the goal. Martin Kelly makes a brilliant run. He actually starts at the center circle. And then I guess if he sees Wolf pick up the ball, the ball kind of gets to Wolf. He kind of makes that looping run. And I'm telling you right now, it's a great vision by Wolf to see Kelly. And again, a great run by Kelly. And I couldn't believe he didn't cross that ball, actually. I saw Wickham in the middle that he would actually shoot that ball. So. Fair play to Kelly, because that's a really, really good shot. And again, uh, Worm's got to feel pretty bad to get beaten that way. But it's a really, I mean, well-set-up goal and a really good shot. Can we yeah, be I... sure it wasn't a cross? You know what? <laughs> I thought it might have been the first time I saw it, but after all, I thought he definitely shot that ball. Yeah, I was going to say, if that's a if that's a cross, I mean, I'm not rolling it out 100%, right? Because I've crossed like that, you know. If, we all have. Yeah, you know, when you've. <laughs> You've gone to cross. You've actually just drilled it in near post with a with that little bit of swerve into the you know in to to beat the keeper with pace. And you've just gone yeah into a nodded like you meant it, but yeah you didn't. But um, I'm giving I, I, you know for me there's no doubt. I think he's just shaped and and when you see him look up, it's just yeah because he's not it's not all about head down. He, you know his head does go up as the ball comes towards him. You can see he's looking and like I said before, he, he just the natural thing was to take a touch and then drive it because. There was not an awful lot going on. Um, there, other there, than seemed, that. 
there seems to be a bit of a consensus that the, the more people talk about Wilf and they're using the word mature, um, yes. you know, there's a couple of people in the, in the chat are, are saying it. You know, he seems to be maturing now, which is, you know, Booted Eagle said it, it brilliant build up play from Wilf, really maturing. And, that's, and that seems to be, you know, obviously we had him as the, as the kid that run around and, and, and didn't know what he was going to do. Um, I don't think, like I say, it was like Yarlow. Sometimes they don't even know what they're going to do. They just do it. Um, but he's, he definitely seems to have more of a, of a, of a clearer head these days. And, and, and do you remember that three or four years ago when, when players targeted him, he wanted to get up and he wanted to fight them. Yeah. And, he, and he got reds and, and loads of yellows for, for, for giving it to either people that had just kicked him or to, to opposition fans. I think he did it to the... Leeds was Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the middle finger photo that's yeah. uh, that's quite um, legendary with him. But yeah, no, uh, really, really, really pleased for him, and and it seems to you know uh, the support within the club for him is no matter what he does, as long as he does it. And we have always said we 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 love a trier, and he tries. Um, on oh yeah, on, on sort of Wilf maturing. I'm going to come back to that because Albert wanted to jump in there a couple of minutes ago. No, I went. I went. It was just another facetious comment. All right. I mean, that's, yeah. Okay, standard standard stuff then. Okay, um, I think I said this at the start of the season about Wilf. I saw him interviewed. I'm pretty sure it was a pre-season game, something like that. And the way he talked about his role in the team and and his form and how he was thinking and all that kind of stuff, it genuinely was. It was a mile away from, from the sort of fairly nervous kind of that that he usually was and you, you know they did a couple of interviews I remember there's one with Neil Ashton where he got criticised for comparing himself to Messi and Ronaldo and people like that when it's not what he meant it just it's just the way it came out he was a little bit naive that naivety seems to have slipped away and I think Pardew is a really good manager for him and those behind the scenes sort of documentary things have been done recently you've seen any um, Pardew say that that he's hard on Wilf um, because that's that's what he needs. And Wilf has said the same thing back. He says he likes that Alan Pardew will not will give him praise, but will not hold back when. I'm just sorry, I've just seen Albert's comment in the chat. Um, it was a joke around the fact that he said that like, Pardew's hard on him. Uh, just make your own punchline there. Um, but no, Wilf said that, that he appreciate, appreciates the fact that um, the Pardew lets him know when he's done things wrong. And that's all that Wilf's ever really needed, that degree of guidance. It's kind of what he got initially from, from Dougie when he got his chance. It, you know, it, that's, that's just the person he's been. And it's what he didn't get at Man United, which, which is why that failed. Jill? Uh, I just wanted to make a, a, a point on, I, I think this is the way that the uh, sport moves forward. I remember, um, obviously, my son's been around golf for a very long time, quite a lot, you know, the high end of amateur golf. And... I see what I have noticed. I don't know whether they do this in football. Someone might be able to tell us. But what they do is they set up. If you, if you get to the to the point where you're where you're fighting for you know not county places but higher um, England places and stuff like that, they set up mock um, uh, interviews with with the press, mm. and they literally put you under fire questions. They, I mean, they, when I mean mock interviews, I mean they put you in a room with. You know, and, and fill it with with people and and flash cameras at you, and and they're talking, you're talking, this phone's going off. This they make it into like a proper press conference, and and you seem to, you know, sometimes you you, you listen to our players and you think, oh, when well, last time I heard him, he was so embarrassing. He sounded like you know, he sounded like a little kid, mm-hmm. and they now you hear these players, um, and they sound more 
more that they're used to coming up and sticking a microphone in them and being more. I don't, I don't know if the club actually teach them that. Like I say, I know they're doing golf. As if someone was to kind of, you know, if they come up and surprised them with a microphone and said, "What do you think about this?" and put them on the spot, that they could take a couple of breaths and then yeah. talk is- about. Because, like you say, there's nothing like catching out someone and mucking them off, which is which is what Wilf got for that. Like I remember yeah. that, that, no, that it, comment, it, and he got caned yeah. for it. I think it, I, I think there, you know, they do do media training, definitely, hundred percent. I've I've seen, I'm sure I saw a documentary on it. I don't even remember one of the names. It was a, it was a couple of Portsmouth players on it who never amounted to anything. But um, but yeah, that I mean, it does happen. But I think that I think Wilf was kind of almost more, even more sort of. Night more naive than that, if you like. Um, I think there's a couple of things with because he needed protecting because of the the talent that he had, um, and he was he was very well protected early on. But as he literally it was it was pretty much the point that he made that move to Man United, um, and obviously then stayed on loan at Palace. It was at that point that that things sort of opened up, and he be, and he suddenly you know had all these um, requests to do more. You know the more kind of standard sit down and be interviewed over the course of a day. Or you know, two three hours by you know, ben, Nag- ben Nagel working. F- yeah, junket. Thank a you. Junket. Yeah. 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 Do junkets. That was it. Yeah. It was a, yeah. Anyway, but that's that's what I mean. I'm, I don't want to get too far into this, but he he fell foul of that. You know, the standard post match interview. You can just nod and say, yeah, the boys did good. Yeah, and all that stuff. But when it came to actually talking about himself, it was just it was just naivety. And sometimes you, until you grow up as a person, you can't really do anything about that. Um, but he he understands the game now. That's that's the good thing for me. And I always said, when he starts playing and he's got his head up properly when he's running, because and that that happens. Now. That's happened for a good couple of years, and that's that's the proper progression. And and as Sam's pointed out in our chat, he's still only twenty three. There's a lot more to come from Wilf. And I know Pardew said it in his uh, post match press conference today that he was told while Yalla's out, you're the man, and um, and he's done it. And Pardew talked about how good his uh, defensive side of his game is, is now. Um, and something that everyone's observed, I think. So, you know, I could honestly probably do an entire show on on just how much Wolf Sahar has improved and how player of the year is. Oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly at the moment. Um, I, obviously, Dan's got to be in with a good shout of a of a nomination. But I'd be interested to know what the listeners think on that. I have to say, uh, whether or not they think Wolf uh, is the standout player of the year so far, got to be for me. Anyone on the show disagree? No, definitely. I'll tell you what you need to do. You know, you've said that. You used to make up some little award and then contact the club and say you want to present it outside Block W um, <laughs> uh, uh, to, to him. I just think to, just there's, there's, on the some block sort of, there's some sort of political point you're making there. So no, I'm going to gloss, gloss over it and move <laughs> on a little bit. Um, so we went in 1 0 up at half time and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Nothing to see here. Come um, on. You will wear it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Shirt though, Joe, won't you? Pardon? You will wear a shirt though. That's a callback to any... Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Come on. Um, I honestly thought in the first half we could have actually had a couple of pens, um, but we were lucky at times in that first half. Um, you know, it was, it was, I do expected a reaction from Tottenham. And this was my, the, the thing that made me so happy about this game is we went in 1-0 up. We, it was a bit of a smash and grab, apart from, you know, where we did have a couple of good chances. But we came out in the second half, and instead of accepting that we were going to be under it continuously from the juggernaut that is Tottenham, we actually went out and outplayed them in the second half, in my view. Um, hopefully, I'm not insane by saying that we had we sat back for probably the first five or ten minutes brought the midfield in um, like brought much in made it a bit narrower tried to sort of starve them a possession where we could but basically high pressed um but we did it brilliantly and they didn't really know how to, how to break us down all they could really do was keep trying to switch the play as much as they could and try and stretch us um and and i just felt that that was the most pleasing thing for me um, the, the we actually went on the front. Am I, you agree with that, Patrick? Were we the better side in the second half? I'm not sure about that. If I'm being honest, Chris, I thought we I thought we broke really well. Um, we counted very well. I thought Wickham towards the end, especially, held the ball up really well, created some chances. I thought Adam Ayor, by the way, took a lot of stick from the Spurs fans, but I thought he played really well considering the amount of focus. And I think that actually Paul did a great job during the, during the week on putting the focus on him as opposed to the team. Took a lot of pressure off for the other players. I thought that really worked out well today. But I don't I don't think we outplayed them. I actually wrote down in my notes that I, I kept writing down in my note, it's coming, it's coming, meaning a, a Spurs goal. I thought it pressured us yeah. a lot. But um, I think we played well. I thought we outplayed Spurs our second half. I really don't. I think we just played well enough, um, obviously, to win. But I think that they outplayed us. But we just we got the win. I know we've got some uh, stuff in the chat room going back to who we think player of the year is. We'll, we'll come back to that in a little bit. Um, but Albert, you, you want to jump in there? Yeah, I'm sort of I'm on the fence. I don't think we outplayed them, but I certainly think we were we were the better team. Interestingly for me, at half time, I think um, yeah. I was, I, the change they made with Dembele and Eriksson, I thought by bringing Eriksson on, they probably expected us to just sit back a lot more, and they needed players like Eriksson to try and find those little pockets of spaces. Whereas someone like Dembele, so dynamic and, and you know very pacey and sort of very powerful, yeah. I think I, I, I it's sort of a a bit of a reverse thing for me, really, because of the way we, the way I expected us to play, and probably the way that Spurs expected us to play, was just to sit back and and break. And a player like Eriksson is going to try and find those spaces rather than have someone like Dembele just run through our midfield that might be a bit too advanced. But like you say, Chris, for the first first part of that second half, we were quite reserved and kept it tight. But then we seemed to sort of go out, you know, and, and try and stand up, you know, face to face with them and. Ericsson was just anonymous because he's not the sort of player that's going to zip zip round our midfield and mm. where someone like Dembele might have you know been able to hit us on the counter. It, it, was, it was very end to end stuff. It was, as a neutral, I'd have really enjoyed to. That, that, that's exactly enjoy it. That game. You, you you had that first sort of five or ten minutes where we, where we just sort of it was almost like we were having a look at what they were going to do, and then we gradually shifted it from from them them probing and pressing to us going end to end and toe to toe. And it just got it got really frantic, and there were, you know, there were moments in that where we we obviously we talked about the cane shot that um, Hennessy's tipped onto the post. Uh, there was a ridiculous penalty claim from Deli Alley, if you remember that one. Um, where, I'm not going to say it. Where, yeah, but where just he got Delaney, tackled by Delaney, Delaney. Tackled him, yeah, just tackled and he, him, and he's actually he's just fallen on the floor despite having no contact other than upper body, but he's 
whipped his feet away from underneath himself, basically, turned around with arms outstretched to the referee, and you just think, why are you doing that? You know, you're obviously a good player. Why are you doing that? Because that's embarrassing. I'll tell you, I'll and, tell you why. I'll tell you why he's doing it. He's doing it because he's at a, a top four, and all, at this time, he's at a top two club, mm. and he's at home, and you know, he's in front of in front of his fans, and you know, we all sit here and say, oh, those big teams have got those decisions because they're the big team. The flip side of that is those big teams must know that if they if they ask for it, they've got a bigger chance of getting it. And that's why he's done yeah. it. It's just yeah, a modern day yeah. big big time Charlie, isn't it? But you know, Albert, you know, do you see what he did against Fiorentino in, in the week when he kicked that player when the ball's gone out of bounds? He's really got a chip on his shoulder. And I'm telling you right now, I can't root for that man when he plays for England this summer. He's really gets on my nerves. He's really, really chippy. And to me, it's embarrassing the way that guy behaves on the field. He's, what, 19 years old? I mean, I agree he plays for a quote-unquote top club, but the way he acts on the field is embarrassing. And you know what I mean? He's going to embarrass England this summer. He can't get with that in England shirt this year. No way in the summer. He'll, he'll, get, he'll, get, found, he'll get found out like Beckham did, like Gazza did. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's they'll embarrassing. Find out. He'll get a Simeone or, or, or whoever, and they'll, they'll suss him out. And, he'll, and, and then referees, they'll, just, they'll have him off straight away. Yeah, look, he's going to get sent off or clattered in, in games. You know, both, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Or both, yeah. <laughs> but like again, yeah, you like you say, Patrick, it's hard to actually feel any kind of you know, we should be looking at this prodigious talent. And again, this is right. the Spurs podcast, but we should be looking at this and celebrating a really great talent, a nineteen year old kid who's taken the Premier League by storm. But instead, yep. you know, in the space of three or four minutes, you know, we're we're looking at the the best and worst of him because he's done that he's claimed a penalty where he is, there's no contact and it's just right. it's just disgusting to watch moments later he, I've no idea how Spurs didn't score from it I know Kane it's gone through Kane's legs basically but he's got free again on the right hand side of the area drilled an absolutely brilliant cross you know no two of his players have missed it you know and then that's it was just superb superb play and how he how he avoids the attention of players you know he just seems to have that little knack of almost turning invisible and popping up somewhere. You know, and you saw that quality, and then almost immediately after that, he's done goodbye again, hasn't he? He's just and, and yeah, again, it's really glossed over. Too. You're yeah. never, yeah, you're never sort of. No one will ever say anything else about that. There'll be never be any kind of analysis on that. But he's, he's not just he's shoved him in the back pretty hard, and he's kicked his foot at the same time. When it's out, it's effectively out of play, isn't it? So. He was just How? trying to get the ball back, Chris. Yeah, he's just trying to get the ball back. You're right, Albert. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he's only trying to get the ball back. It was ridiculous. Remember the Hazard kicked, ridiculous. That, kicked that ball boy in the League Cup and he got all that sticks for it. That's what it reminded me of. You know, he's got to yeah. get the ball back by kicking that guy. That'll work. Yeah, but um, again, this is this is the thing. And, it, and if he keeps getting this sort of treatment, oh, you know, he's you can't take that out of his game. He's not, you know, he's you got to take can't take the edge out of his game. You know, it's. That's not edge. That's just that's just spite. That's nasty. Edulous. When you're yeah. when you're digging at people behind people's backs and when they're down on the ground and they can't see you. You know, you talk about Rooney and we everyone talked about the aggression that he had, but he'd just walk up and punch people, you know what I mean? Or yeah, but that, stick that you know, that's that's or, just or shag them if they're an old lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what he did to uh, that Fiorentina player in the week, that is disgraceful. Yeah, that is that is that, sly, that is, that is cowardice. But, so you know you know he's got it in him. So when we all went mad about when he did that when he did that um, Kabai, in the yeah. back, Kabai. Kabai, yeah. You know? Anyway, just just very quickly, can we just go back to... Can we go back to... The, All right, the you back? could have waited until I was actually ready to do it, but let's do it. I'm sorry. I need, I need literally, if, if we were going to do this, can I just take over for one minute? Patrick, if you, if, if you had a player of the year, right this minute, just who would you choose? Um, one word. We ain't got a record there. Quick. Zaha. <laughs> Uh, Albert, Balassi, I was going to say Balassi, but you, uh, Albert, 
Zaha. Chris, you go Zaha. Yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. Zaha. Lion said uh, Wilf. King B said Balassi. Um, Booted Eagle said Dan. Um, yeah, uh, John McCormick, 46, said Dan. So there's, you know, there's, there is, it's not just Wilf sewing it up. There's a lot of people out there that... that no, listen, it's close, and Dan would be my second choice by the smallest of fractions, but, um, you know, you yeah. can only pick one. Yeah, and Yann- Yannick without the injury, I don't know, yeah. probably, probably would have I mean, probably would have surpassed it. But for me, Wilf gets it because of King, what he's done when, when Yannick's not been there. So. King Definitely. beats him around said, he said, well, I think he would have been Balassi had he not got injured. So Yeah, there you go, bang on, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, anyway, like that, and then the second half we're just talking about, you know, we were talking about it, it did go end to end. But I think once we weathered that storm, and funny enough, Adebayor, before we went off, came, sort of came massively into the game in terms of hold-up play. Yep. Um, you know, he'd been a bit quiet. He'd, you know, he'd done what whenever he saw the ball, he was a bit starved of possession. But whenever he saw, whenever he saw the ball, he looked good. But just in the second half, he just got that little bit more involved and just brought other people in and just that calm head. You know, he'd drop a bit deep, collect the ball, and immediately you'd see the, the Spurs players would start running at him. But unlike a few of our players, there's no panic when when they sprint at him. He just sort of just makes the right decision, slows it down, turns away from them, plays a good pass inside. You know, not not afraid to go backwards before going forwards if it's the right decision. You know, that kind of quality makes a big difference to us, I think. And uh, I really like that before he went off. He was definitely, you know, tired. You know, I think the the amount of football he's played for us has probably taken a bit of a toll on him. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's unfit or anything like that because he's kind of proved he's rusty, isn't to he? a point. But yeah, he is. He is a little rusty. There was that moment where he, was, he, got, he got dumped and probably should have got a free kick when he had his shirt pulled right in front of the Palace fans and he sat there for about 10 minutes, I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, had a quick drink and a cigarette. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. But um, I I mentioned that in in my notes that it was an absolute clear foul on him ignored in front of the Palace fans and he just had a little sit down. But uh, quite soon after that, the same thing happened with with Zaha's foul on him being quite widely ignored. So that that did happen at times. So uh, Pawson wasn't my favourite person, but as we spoke about earlier on, it's because when you when you uh, when you win a game, you don't really focus on it too much. Um, but you know, we had, we had a few little things like we we start to get much more into the game and much more of, as an attacking force. And I uh, talk about much much had a header uh, blocked quite well. Uh, but I think the change when Adebayor went off for Balassi, I mean, not only did it uh, put Wickham at the forefront, and we had a reasonable game. We'll talk about that later on. Um, although the the moment where he got a little bit selfish and didn't play Ellerin was almost I'd say unforgivable if he hadn't won the game. Um, but the that second we brought yeah the second people yeah cool no no I'm I'm sorry for interrupting but that really frustrated me. Yeah, it, it was frustrating. Yeah, because you know two 0 and you don't have to worry about anything, do you? But no. I um, wanted to smash Lions telly up for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd have appreciated that. Um, no, but it, it just made such a difference, didn't it? To have suddenly have him and and we we all said it, him and Zaha are on the same pitch when they're flying, and even then I don't think you know Wilf's uh, sorry Balassi's not flying yet, is he? And he, he was he was clearly uh, clearly struggling at, at times for breath after some uh, some of those lung busting runs, but it's just it makes a huge huge difference not only to the balance but to the threat and the way we play because we became suddenly this huge counter attacking threat. You know, and realistically, if we'd been a bit more clinical, we could have had you know a couple, two, maybe three more goals. You know, Wickham was selfish; could have given that tap into to Yalla. Um, you had um, obviously the situation where Wickham scores uh, might have been going. In. Was that ball going in? What do we think? I I, I don't think so. I think I'm not. Sure. No, I don't think so. 
Um, but yeah, and again, it wasn't. It looked clearly offside when you were looking at the way the players were lined up. But when you actually look across the line to where the ball was played from and where the fullback was, it wasn't that much in it. So he's probably be a little bit disappointed um, to be given off there for sure. Um, and obviously, Wilf had another chance late on where Vorms got down to save pretty well. Um, and the only real panic was that they had a they had a sort of stoppage time corner very late on where um, we cleared it and uh, you know instead of instead of conceding at the last minute we very nearly went up the other end and scored apart from when the terrible Danny Rose took out Zaha took a yellow card for it so look it was good it was uh, you know the game sort of ended ended with Tottenham on the front foot but that that doesn't really sum up the second half for me I think you know I think we did an incredible job in the second half and overall it's probably the best game we've played since since our last win in the FA Cup so what is it about the uh, the FA Cup that's is this this show that our current uh, struggles in the league are are more of a mental thing do you think Patrick you got to think that right Chris I mean I'm I'm struggling to figure it out we've beaten three very good you know Premier League sides in Southampton, Stoke and Spurs. So you can't really say, but I, I don't know what it is. I really think that getting Yannick back, just mentally knowing he'd be back was a, was a big part today. But we just played so well defensively. We counted well. You know, we played so well as a team that um, I wish I had, I wish I knew because I would definitely send a note to Mr. Pardue about it. But I have no <laughs> idea why. I may, maybe there's more focus on the FA Cup. You, when you listen to him speak, by the way, you can kind of tell that he wants to win this thing really badly. He's talked this week about, you know, I've had some bad luck in the FA Cup. Obviously, you know, West Ham with us, obviously, and he's lost it. So, but, and that maybe has something to do with us struggling in the league, but I, maybe it's our year. I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting question about why we're doing better, but I'm just ha- glad we're, in, we're in, in the hat. We're in, you know, we're in the hat. We're in the quarterfinals now. Let's see where we go from there. Yeah. Oh, go on, Albert. No, I just think, you know, I think I've solved it. Swansea. Oh. Swansea. Yes. Before Christmas. Southampton. Stoke. Right. Swansea again. Spurs. What have they all got in common? <laughs> They're all Tot- Tottenham, you mean? S. Spurs? Yeah, S. Oh, yeah. They all bring them with S. I was, yeah. I was just, it's hypothetical until you actually solved it. Yeah. Team with yeah. S. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for that, Albert. Well, um, well I wonder if there's, wonder if there's anything in there. No, there isn't. There isn't anything in We're there at all. We're dead there against um, our team then, aren't we? We can't beat R and our Reading. What's going to happen there? That's a good point. What's their nickname? The Reading. Royals. Royals. No, it's not. <laughs> doesn't help exist. S- Still an R. <laughs> the Reading S's. Never mind. Have a little think about that one. You and Albert can work on a on a joke about that later on. That begins with S. Yeah, cheers for that, mate. Another beat for later on. Uh, I think we've covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about throughout the course of that. Uh, Does anyone else have got something they want to raise so we get into our before we get into our ultimate twenty-five minutes? I just feature. want to give a, qu- a very quick, a, a very quick shout out to Joel Ward's amazing bit of skill on the left uh, second half. Beat about three players, and the lino said the ball went out, and it didn't, and we were right on for a really good counter attack there. Um, big up Joel Ward for today. <laughs> Nice. I'm sure he'll appreciate being bigged up. In he will. Such a way, yeah. Uh, man of the match, please, gents. I don't know if we've gone for a poll on this. I'm sure the producer, <coughs> one of the producers, either Sam or Michael, will tell me in a minute if we have run a poll. No, we forgot. There we go. Um, and I'm not sure he's been voted for on the message boards or anything like that because I haven't bothered to check yet because I'm lazy. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys while I go and quickly have a look. Um, who was your man of the match, Patrick? 
based on his coming in, not playing for a long time, playing more defensively and scoring a goal, I'd give it to Martin Kelly. But he did really well today. Oh, that's a good call. Same same opinion then, Joe? I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say that, yeah, definitely. It certainly deserves praise. Go on, actually, I'll let you answer Albert before I start getting involved. Uh, earlier on, I thought it was Zaha, but I think it's actually Damien Delaney. Ooh, really? good shout. Played well. We haven't really talked, we haven't talked about Damo and uh, and Dan as a as a pairing. Well, what, uh, what what was it? What was it for you that makes Damo man of the match? I just thought he was very he's very assured. He was he was very. Um, I know he, I know he's the captain when Yednax on the pitch, but he just seemed to be very, very in the game. He was very like when uh, the Delhi Ali Kabai incident we've spoken about. Delaney came up and sort of essentially picked Kabai up and said, "Come yep. on, we've got to get on with this." Uh, the challenge that he put on on, on Delhi Ali that you were mentioning, Delhi Ali was appealing. I just thought he was very solid. Scott Dan was almost as good, but um, the bit when he got robbed of the ball for just standing there not doing much with it sort of knocks him down a bit. Uh, I, I just thought it was it was a it was a, just a very solid, great Delaney performance. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, three people agree with you on the BBS poll. Um, yeah, I'm that's, at a that total, now. that's a total of one point zero two percent. Niche. I mean, niche. What about yeah. coming from the left? Uh, go on. Let's just hear from the chat room before I say why I reckon. Chat, chat. So, cool eagle said Dan Lions five fifty said March. Uh, Tim Gypsy Hill, Dan John McCormick, Wilf King B Hennessy. See. And Jason CPFC just being stupid said Soiree played well. <laughs> How was right. Punch and singing in a stand? By the way, anyone? Oh, we didn't mention that, did we? No, we didn't. Top fella for top fella for being in there with the away fans. Got a lot of respect for that. Good man. Yeah. Where's he going to get a seat? He ain't going to get a, a seat off Spurs, is he? They don't give any. <laughs> All right. That's harsh. I'm sure he's got some he's... Spurs supporting friends if he wanted to. He wanted to be with the Palace fans. Is he? he? Judas. He's from that area, isn't he? I think. I don't know. What, really? Oh, thought... oh, he's not one of our own then. I thought he was. Oh, no. He, 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 no he, I'm, actually, I'd tell a lie. He, well, no, he's always been Palace, isn't he? He's pictures of him in a Palace kit when he was very young. All right. Dems said Zaha. So it's a, it's a huge between Wilf, um, Wilf and Dan, really. I think the the really interesting thing for me is I'm looking at uh, from the BBS poll, obviously, and we've had a lot of names suggested there, and that shows you that it was a good team performance. Yeah. Uh, I voted for Dan um, earlier on on the BBS poll because uh, I just I just felt he was he was the more noticeable of the two centre backs in the blocks that he got, and they they both played really well. Um, you know, I wanted to give it to Martin Kelly, but I still felt a little bit when we're running back, uh, chasing the ball. Basically, um, I, I still have some concerns about him. He just, I, you know, positionally, but that's that's me being really, really harsh because he had a terrific game and got the all important goal. And he was le- he's leading the way on the BBS poll with with twenty eight point six seven percent. No one said too much though, did they? Uh, 21 people did 7%, did, yeah. which uh, I'm surprised about. But again, well, like I say, I'm not going to stick there. Sorry, Damien Delaney got three, and Jordan Much got seven times as many people voting for him. Correct, yeah. Yep. Correct. That's why that website's <laughs> yeah, but the, not but the, very good. The, the, the thing is, if you, if you don't like him, I get, you know, I get accused of, of, of not liking punching. And but yeah, but I just I just say what I see. But today, much broke up virtually everything that that Tottenham did. He put himself about. I thought he played. I thought he played really really well. And there could have been three or four uh, players that, for the man in the match. I thought it was that close. You know, I agree with that. And, 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 much and how many games this season have we turned around and gone man in the match and we've gone no one? They were crap. And now we can choose between one of four. Yeah. 
It's worth mentioning Zaha was a, a second place in that vote with um, just under 24% of the vote maybe, as well. Maybe the, the trip to Spain helped King B said. Yeah, and that, again, that was exactly what, uh, what Pardew did it for. He's trying to mimic what happened in our, our cup run all the way to the final from before. Uh, a couple, couple <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> it's it was all well and good until he started handing out potatoes as the currency. <laughs> <to lose. laughs> A currency hey. joke. Well done. Hey. Um, okay, so we've done the man of the match. Uh, I don't. Again, um, I'm sure we've got some opinions on that from from online as well. From online, sound like I'm a. Anyway, I'm seeing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lucy's furious that um, much was was given um, man of the match over Damo on the BBS. Uh, Brent Morgan's in, got in touch and said it was Wilf. Um, there you go, that'll do. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's full word review time. Homesdale Radio, Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net. Full word reviews. Colin Garner, get the hell in. Tony Goddard, sing when we're winning. Bean Ken, let's effing have it. James Sorby, dodgy ref, dogged palace. Edward Porter, Kelly scores post-save. Alex Johnston, luck held, thank God. Carl Mortimer, looked solid without Soiree. Jason Etherington, in the quarterfinals. That's us, not Jason. Yeah. Thanks for the clarification. Henry Wiggins, repeat in league, please. Kevin Childs, Palace of Old today. Mark Salisbury, FA Cup quarter-finalist. Ginger Nut CPFC, piss up at Wembley. Darren Chandler, spuds mashed by Palace. Sam Winter, semis, here we come. Uh, Pat Hiscott, we will be ready. (laughs) 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 He's such childish. You know I will try and read it exactly as it is. It's a shame his cop didn't say semis here we come review the game next week by tweeting hashtag forward review to add whole radio the all-time palace 25 man squad tweet us your suggestions and we'll choose in or bin okay it's time to talk about your ultimate 25 man squad and i say your because you can stop tweeting me abuse about it it, was, it wasn't as good the second time wasn't it was it I just <laughs> didn't it was you just but you've just I lost confidence in you've it. Lifted the, you've lifted the curtains like Wizard of Oz. You, it was so good. Yeah, you're right. Um, in the Ultimate Squad, in goal, we have Nigel Martin, John, De- John Jackson, with one more spot to fill. Defenders, Scott, Dan, Eric Young, Nathaniel Klein, Kenny Sansom. Right, you ready for the joke this time, Joe? It won't be funny this time around. It's going to work. It's going to work. You have we to have do it. it. You have to do it. So in midfield, uh, it's a mixture of wingers and central midfielders, of course. We've got Zaha, Taylor, Rogers, Silako. Thomas Gray Rihilati. <laughs> what Taylor, love please. Taylor right. Rogers Zilarko. Oh, Gel, you're such a child. There you go. Work a second time. <laughs> Forwards. <laughs> They'll Wright. never know. They'll never know. It's just smooth as anything. When is um, voting for um, Football Podcast Blogging Awards of the Year open again? I don't know. We've got to be a shoe in this time. <laughs> Yeah, if we go up it, we'll every get week after they listen to this. 
Every week it's just gold, though. Uh, forwards, Ian Wright, Andy Johnson, Mark Bright, Dougie Friedman. And sitting in the bin, we have Michael Hughes, Simon Roger, and Ashley Cole. Today we are looking at two fullbacks because we're starting to run out of time for this. <coughs> Excuse me. A bit of a cough there, um, as you may have noticed. We're looking at John Pemberton, and we are looking at... Who else are we looking at? I've forgotten. Ah, Dean Gordon. Dean well. Gordon. Do you know? Do you know? Um, I'm just looking at the listener votes and the Twitter polls so far. Interesting stuff. Uh, so we've got to talk about um, two lots. Let's talk about Dean Gordon first of all. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give my views on that right now. Um, he is probably one of my my favourite fullbacks uh, of all time at Palace. Um, I loved just the fact that he had a, a thunderous shot on him. That's, I, you know, I love a fullback that can get forward and threaten the goal. Um, and, you know, and he was... And, and he, the most important thing to say about Dean Gordon was is that he had a long, long career at the top level. Didn't really get the international recognition that he deserved, I don't think. I think he, there was a strong sort of left-back... Well, Stuart Pearce essentially occupied the, the England sort of spot for quite some time at that stage, didn't and, he? And so, he's a psycho, so who would want to challenge him for it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I honestly thought Gordon could have could have got some serious recognition at, at that level. Um, and I, you know, he was he was great for Middlesbrough as well as for us. It's worth mentioning. And um, no, he's a proper proper hero of mine. Again, from that from that period, I, you know, I've got so many heroes, and he's he's definitely one of them. Um, so I've got I don't really have anything negative to say about him either. You know, my memories aren't great um, of him, but I don't recall him really having too many weaknesses as a, as a left back. Patrick, you know, you you can't put down a, a typical left footed left sided you know, left back, which I grew up playing. So I loved him for that. He came through our, um, you know, academy, 200 princes of Palace. You know, you said Chris had a, a, a tremendous left foot and, you know, put some great shifts for us. He was, was it, eight, past like seven, eight years. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't had that many good left backs. I, mean, I can name, obviously, Kenny Sampson was my all-time favourite. I've also used Dean Gordon, probably my second favourite, because, again, you don't have that naturally left foot left back. You know, playing for Palace. Yeah, you mean right after Gary Borrowdale, don't you? You mean after? Oh, Gary who? Gary <laughs> Borrowdale. So, um, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to kill Ashley Cole, but my problem with him was that he didn't play for Palace long enough. So, for me, you've got to play for Palace more than, you know, 16 matches to be considered for the Ultimate 25. So, no, I liked a lot about Dean Gordon. So, um, he's definitely going to um, get a You're strong obviously. consideration for me. Okay. Uh, Joe, quick. Um, yeah, I, I liked him. I liked him. Played, played football in, a, in the right spirit. At a, at a, a really, uh, he just typified Palace for me. And he's a nice guy. You see him on Twitter. Very, you know, he's, he's not abusive. He's very. Just comes across as a nice guy. He's a good footballer. And like I say, and, and like Patrick said, he, you know, good career and good pro, good bloke. But is he one of our? all-time best fullbacks and worthy of replacing a 25-man squad. Uh, your views, please, Albert, and then we'll get voting. Uh, yeah, that's when I sort of came into supporting Palace. Dean Gordon was, you know, was the was our fullback when I started attending. And, yeah, my, my dad used to rave about him. And um, my dad's not dead. He just doesn't necessarily talk about Dean Gordon anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, listen, he's... he's the thing for me, you know, this is the whole point. For me, it's now boiling down to there's very limited spaces. And I know we're talking about two people tonight. But there's one guy who I definitely want in. I don't necessarily care who the second person is. So for that, you know, for that reason alone, I'm, I'm, I'm wavering. 
Okay. I appreciate what he did, and I know he's a great player, but I have to look at other people who I definitely know more and like more. Okay. Well, there was a there was a few not mentioned this week as well that um, you know a, a lot of people said you know he's he's not as good as either. They talked about Sansom. They also talked about um, Klein, but obviously those those two are people that who are who are already in the twenty five, so they don't really come into the into the equation, but. Um, Emerson Boyce uh, in terms of fullback, John Humphrey, um, Doris Hinshelwood, of course, before my time, but mentioned a lot, and uh, oh, Hinshelwood, yeah. Edgar Davids, uh, Edgar Davids, <laughs> Edgar Davids, and uh, I mentioned from Mike Timms, who's uh, always accusing us of ageism, but yeah, we've explained it's not our fault, <laughs> but he's mentioned Terry Long as well. Wow, um, Terry Long. still haven't mentioned Danny Butterfield. Yeah, no, I know. It's weird Danny that no, no one voted for him either. Um, I don't think I did. Other than you, but you About don't count. six and... times? Yeah, I that as well, yeah. But you no, know but, what, um, Chris? Cool. Just talking about name, not to, I'm not putting anybody down, but we really don't have a head that many good fullbacks have we overall. That's a position we've really right. struggled at, especially left-back. You think about those names you throw out. I'm not putting any down. A lot of them are good players, but you talk about top 25 players, we really struggle at fullback overall, you know, history of our club. It's kind of scary. Tony Craig. Tony Craig. Jeff Hughes. But no, um, Nick actually got in touch. With Jamie Smith. Back. And was angry that we hadn't nominated Johnny Parr. I, I'm look. I am not. Exactly. I am not. Good, I don't want to disrespect. Dean Moxie. He's yeah. You might as well put. <laughs> what is? But having said, I've put Martin. Don't Kelly you mock Moxie? Down, I'm not mocking. I'm just making a point. <laughs> he was. He was nowhere near a Premier League standard <laughs> footballer at any point. So Curtis you know, Fleming. I think you know. Again, I'm not saying. I he think he's a good player. Yeah. I'm not saying he definitely deserves to to go in, but that's a name that. Should certainly be in the discussion. But, but no one's even else? no one's even raised the the question of Joel Ward, who's probably got the most certainly got the most Premier League appearances for a fullback for us. Talking about top division, probably nowhere near it at the moment, but um, must be one of the highest though. Must be sort of at least top five or four or five, maybe I don't know. But you know, he's got to be worthy of discussion in there. But he's not being nominated either. But anyway, getting away from it, we'll be talking about Pemberton in just a minute. But let's get our inner bins for Dean Gordon. Um, I'm going to start with the listeners who have gone for in and Dean Gordon, but it was incredibly close. It was just 55% plays, 45% of course, uh, have gone for in. I'll see if I've got any comments from those later on. But Patrick, in or bin, please? Uh, it's tough. Left back, left footed. Um, in. You're going for an in. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Albert Curley. Oh, God. Um, have we got any left backs in already? We haven't, have we? Kenny Samson. Kenny Samson, right, bin. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty brutal. Um, there's a few few ins and bins coming in. That's even in the comments area. Uh, Johnny Parr's mum got in touch. Who I suspect is Nick, um, and he's and, and someone called Bimbo Gascoigne, which also sounds like a Nick pun. So I think Nick's voted bin twice uh, on his own. So I'm not taking those as any kind of a vote. Joe, uh, your views, please. In or bin? You're going in. Yeah. Uh, did I say mine? No. <laughs> listeners, I mean, I listeners have gone in. He's in, isn't he, basically? I was going to go in anyway. Uh, she said. He's. Anyway. Um, Dean Gordon's in. Yes. Come on. There Next. you go. Next. Is he said. I'm confused. I don't know how it would work. It sounds there's, like it. There's ways. Yeah. <laughs> there's ways for it to work both. Let's not talk about this anymore. We can do this in the, the podcast picture. outro later on. <laughs> Um, I've, I've just mentioned it. I forgot to mention it throughout the show, but bear in mind when you download the show, 
uh, on podcast, there is going to be extra content, although it might not be as long uh, as it was last week, as what she said, um, this time, because uh, I need to do some work. Anyway, discussion number two, John Pemberton. Um, we're, we're talking about right at the time I started following Palace, of course, and, and, and we're talking about that run, you know, really. Um, but... You know, and for me, it's it's not just about you know he had that period where he came back as a coach as well, didn't he? With uh, was it there was the Paul Hart Friedman combination, wasn't it? When Pemberton was in here as well, um, and was very well thought of behind the scenes. Uh, I, I know that I know that for sure. But you know, it's a bit difficult for me to talk too much about how good Pemberton was um, in terms of comparing him to other players. I certainly remember, it, you know, Humphrey who was effectively his replacement, wasn't he? And, and John Humphrey, someone I'm sure we will talk, we, we should be should have been talking about, and, and there's going to be a lot of correspondence about why the hell he isn't in uh, if we don't have any spaces left after today, for sure. Um, so it's a bit difficult for me, but um, you know, sh- strong memories. Uh, but that's but of, of the run, and that's about it for me. So Patrick, help me out. Um, I wish I could. Um, he played six eight yeah. games for Palace, which is about two or three year period. I liked him again. I, I remember the run that run in the semi-final changed the entire flesh of that game. You know, getting that goal in, in that in that second half. So, but I'm struggling to really pick out another moment. It's such a short career with Palace. I'm, I, I want to clarify, Chris. We don't want to look at the player as a whole. We look at him as a Palace player. Is that correct? Because I know people had a problem with Ashley Cole, but he didn't play enough games. So yeah. even with Pemberton, it's only sixty something games. Is it hard? It's kind of hard for me to judge him on. You know, it's not a long career. Like, we, you know, you've no, got no. Gordon, you've got eight, nine seasons. You've got three seasons with uh, with Pemba. And I liked him a lot. And again, I liked him when he came back. He helped us out as a coach. But it's such a short career to really, to really pick and, out any and, big moments. Yeah. So, and how much of it was at the top level? That's that's the question as well. You know. I think it's just going to be the 89-90 season, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah and then, then, then he, I say then he was off, wasn't he? So. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah, it's half me to help you out on that one. I can't. So, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Or Joe, um, um, I'm um, in a bad place. Oh, well, physically or just generally? Like a toilet? Yeah, it does sound like it. No, I don't mind being in there, um, because I'm scared. I'm scared that this is going to be the last place that, and it's going to go. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, obviously, you, you're of a similar age to myself, I believe. So I suppose you're probably struggling. As don't much look as it. Shots fired. They're, they're laughing because they think you look older. I didn't actually specify, did I? I was not laughing because of that. I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what I think, and this is going to be it's going to be me showing my age now. If if you if you'd have asked me to to name any other thing that he did for us, any other thing he did for us as a player, I'd be struggling. He's got an ear piercing in his squad picture on on Google Google image search. If that helps. Apart from that goal, um, you know, I, I I I can't remember the thousands of players in all these years, but he, he, he's not a standout for me. Um, so right. I, 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 well, I, I've not been a lot of he's one of the, one of the players, players I've not been a lot of use you know to you guys for so no, but that's I think that is reflective of the fact as, as as Patrick has pointed out he didn't play a huge number of games for us he was involved at 
you know, an absolutely, you know, it's a legendary time for the club. I think you've got to say, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, the absolute, you know, it's, it's almost mythical, isn't it? For particularly for people who weren't around at the time, you talk back to that team, and he was he was there then, you know, and he's there in an, an iconic moment for us. But the, the truth is, he's played, you know, as, as Patrick says, sixty eight games for Palace, um, and beyond those, that iconic moment doesn't seem to have left much of an impression. Um, <laughs> we and, and I don't mean that in a nasty way. It's just, right. you know, he, he was clearly a, a decent enough player to have played at the top level for Palace. You know, and I'm the same. I can't, I did see him play a few, fair few games um, in my very, very early days. But, but again, and maybe it is just because I was young that I don't really remember. And you know, Palace were my sole focus back then. I just like football in general. But you know, it's it's a hard one to talk about. I mean, the, the listener vote has gone has gone bin. It's gone fifty seven percent in, forty three percent in. Um, and I have to say, you know, when I'm when I'm looking at the names that haven't been talked about, you know, I've got that's how I'm. But we talked about this last week with Vince Allaire and why Joe and Nick went went with Bin for Solarco because of the fact they knew Hilaire was someone we hadn't talked about yet. And it's the same for me. I can think of you know probably three or four that would get in above Pemberton purely because I know more about them, uh, and they and they made more of an impression at the club in my view. So I'm going to have to go Bin as well, Patrick. Yeah, it's tough. I hate doing this, but I hate to bin player, but I have to bin him also. Bin, bin for is, me. Yeah, okay. Bin for you. Uh, Albert? Put him in the bin and Put him get in the bin. Danny Butterfield out, for God's sake. <laughs> uh Yeah, just purely because... Oh, purely because I've forgotten about him. That's kind of vital, knowing who it is. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I, I don't mean that in a in a like I'm really old and can't remember this any other. He just, you know, he like you said, it's you know, what is it, sixty eight games in three years? Um, yeah. Start start picking a super sub and saying, yeah, I've got, a, you know, you've got. A, I don't know. Yeah, oh, no. Has, bin, no bin. Has, there, there were two moments I remember now. There's one other one. He scored. He made a great cross that right. He scored against Wimbledon in eighty uh, nine that we scored. He jumped and he hugged him. And then the uh, quarter, the summer final game. That's it. What My food do you have game. to eat, Patrick, to remember this? Oh no, you know, but I, you know why they showed that game over here it was a four-three win. We won. I guarantee you can sit on YouTube. Pembo, great cross, right? He scores. Doesn't matter. Bin, bin. bin. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, well, he's been bin. Too late now. Too late now. It's bin. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There it is. Um, so Sorry. he joins Michael Hughes, Simon Roger, and Ashley Cole in the bin. Uh, staring daggers at us and the listeners. Um, but there you go. So, but Dean Gordon makes it into the all-time ultimate 25-man squad and gives us a problem for future weeks. Do you know? Do you know? If Danny Butterfield doesn't get in, um, I mean, uh, it's quite clear how I feel about Danny Butterfield. Yeah, I think. it's, it's like quite if, worrying how you feel about If he Danny. doesn't get in, then that is an absolute travesty for the hat-trick you know, you can say, oh, John Pemberton put a cross in. Danny Butterfield's got a hat. <laughs> I, I need a producer to cut Albert off immediately because I'm trying to end the show and he's ranting about Danny Butterfield and I feel it's going to get away from him a little bit here. So let's let's I'm wind okay. it down. Okay. You're okay? You sure? There's still, a, there's still a place for him, so I'm okay. Listen to Homestale Radio on the go using our Apple iOS app. Download at holradio.net forward slash iOS. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. I hope you enjoyed 
uh, that podcast it was good, wasn't it? Um, you know, re- good reflection of the live show. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I, we enjoyed doing it. So there you go. Tell all your friends um, and all that. What if they so, haven't got any friends? Haven't got any friends. Make friends, and there's loads of ways you can do it now. I mean, social media is a good example of that. Although Twitter is becoming particularly unpleasant at the moment. Yep. Uh, in general, there's very lots of very very uh, unpleasant nasty people. Yeah, just make themselves feel better by just making other people's lives misery. But um, you have to care for that to work. So do care and enjoy it and just don't care. That's uh, that's my tip. Um, but you can make friends in lots of ways. Tinder, it's good, isn't it, Joe? I know. What's Tinder? Tell me what that is. Oh, I don't know. I'll send you a message on it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it an old, is it a website for old it? people? It's a dating service, isn't it? Oh, is it? Is, is yeah. it a date? Dating? Getting a date? It's an app. It's okay. an app, yeah. Sexy app. Yes. <laughs> it's a sexy app, yeah. I may investigate. <laughs> but just, it's all right to window shop, Joe, isn't it? That's the main thing. Yeah, that's exactly. It's what I say it were. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, enough misogyny for now. Let's um, let's talk about uh, last week we uh, we ran a competition, which I've forgotten about. Someone had to answer a question about something. Was it Solarco's club after he left Palace? It was, wasn't it? The answer being, of course, no, it was Hilaire's no, club. Hilaire's club. Luton, Palace, yeah. right? It was Luton Town, that's right. It was the Luton competition, wasn't it? <laughs> Luton competition. And uh, Nathan Giles has won that. So, Nathan, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, either email us via con- uh, net forward slash contact. How many entrants did we have? I don't know. I think it was probably just Nathan, wasn't it? Or was it two? It was, it was loads. Loads. Was loads. To made it count. Yeah. All of one. Um, yeah, so this week we've got to think of another competition question. And... Um, uh, probably, I don't know, we did sort of start discussing it before this recording, but I've kind of forgotten what we said. Uh, so I'm going to have to come up with something, um, just, just uh, something probably connected with the show. So let's think, we've played Tottenham. Okay, which uh, legendary Palace midfielder who not only features in the all-time Ultimate 20... No, he features in the, um, the Palace Centenary eleven. Uh, in central midfield but he also features more importantly in the ultimate 25 man squad so central midfielder who left Palace when he left Palace the second time I believe left to join Tottenham Hotspur um, good question that is so complicated he and left us twice yeah yeah scum you can't say that you've already ins- <laughs> just as another clue for the listeners Jell has already insulted this gentleman on whole radio whilst he was connected by phone to whole radio <laughs> did I yeah, yeah. It was it was the most embarrassing moment. We replay it re- regularly on the show. One of the, the most embarrassing things. Um, I, I thought it was me. I thought it, I thought my most embarrassing moment was with, when we had that. Was it the Man City supporter on Man United supporter? And he was connected to us via Skype. And I slagged yeah. him in Skype. Yeah, and you were went, slagging him off in Skype. And, yeah, and he, <laughs> <laughs> you called him all sorts, and he was just yeah. pointing out that you could. Yeah, yeah. and that was. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, So there you go. That is the question. Which player matches all of that stuff I said? Um, (laughs) Alan Pardew. Never mind. Stop guessing. It isn't Alan Pardew. So, um, I'm Pemberton, is it? No, it's not. So get your answers into Andy Gray competition at no. <laughs> the Andy Gray. The Andy Gray. Uh, again, it's had. What was the hashtag we were going to use? Don't worry about hashtag. Just tweet us at HOL Radio. Just send it to us. We'll spot it. Um, 
first well no we'll pick one entry from the one <laughs> that we get entering to win a Kabai mug like Nathan did this week so Nathan get your address you to us you can't win it twice in a row you can't enter no, no you're not allowed to enter this week Nathan or well, you might if you're the only one who enters again you're it's the only one though. Right. let's just give it to Nathan yeah. <laughs> it's just tempting isn't it we'll just send him a mug every week uh, you can email apparently where's the email these days is it contact at hlradio.net that's good that sounds about right doesn't it Contact at yourmum.com. I don't think it's that. <laughs> Cheers, Mikey. <laughs> oh, dear. Good luck editing around this, Sam. Um, one of the other things we were going to talk about is there are some football-related stuff we're going to talk about. But during the course of the week, Joe, you had a, we were generally concerned for you. had a bit of a, um, a medical problem, didn't you? Um, but it basically is it's a fear of needles that it comes from by the sounds of it, a reaction to, to needles. So we don't want to talk about the unpleasant side of it, but one, the conversation that sparked off the back of it where what I said, well, I, jobs that Joe couldn't do. I, I obviously came up with heroin addict almost instantly, but it's not really a job. Um, I've got one. Buys, yeah, go on. Knitting. <laughs> Knitting, yeah. Yeah, good work. Yeah, you have to tell him I'm needle phobic. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's what I meant. You're needle yeah. phobic. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. What I did you say, sir? A nurse. Couldn't be a nurse. nurse. No, okay, that's sensible. DJ? Couldn't do that, could you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. In your old yeah. school DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just going to spin this tune for you. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, my, my ultimate nightmare would be a, a spider chasing me, holding a needle. Yeah. And to I be said. Fair, that. They could hold eight of them. Yeah, well, I said that, and then Mikey or someone tweeted a picture. Oh, Terence tweeted a picture of of a spider holding loads of needles, oh, and I was I want to say I was laying in the hospital bed, nearly. It made me cringe. So, if you want to get in touch with us during the course of the week and let us know other jobs that Joel couldn't do, or maybe other hobbies he couldn't have alongside, you know, similar to the the uh, taking heroin, is that a hobby? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a hobby, but I certainly don't recommend it as one. Um, it's very Moorish. It's very Moorish. <laughs> yeah, get away from you a bit, that can. Um, yeah, so you can obviously tweet us uh, at HOL Radio. In fact, contact us in all, all those normal ways, hlradio.net forward slash contact. Of course, or you can leave your suggestions as a free phone voicemail on 0800 689 3624. That's 0800 689 3624. I ain't saying it like that. We have to have that now, don't we? Because all the people phoning up just giving us dogs abuse live. Yeah, it's all the people, the two people. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We're uh, not allowed to name them, though. I always no, think not. in this world that name and shame is the no, game. I, th- I think you're right. And um, but we've, um, Mike We is, know his name now. We do, we, do, we do know one of them's full name, <laughs> details, place of work. <laughs> and all sorts. So address. really, the trouble is the address. Yeah, you shouldn't really. There's no anonymity. Anonymity. Anyway, the, you know, you can't hide for, on the internet, unfortunately. So if you start mugging people off, you should probably be prepared for something to come back your way. So look forward to that. I nearly said his name. Uh, anyway, so um, if you want to get the app, by the way, if you just listen over on your computer or you know you're listening back in some other weird way that I can't think of, and you want to get a little bit more. Uh, not more up to date like Gel. Gel's, you know, hot on technology. And he uses the app every week. Go to hlradio.net forward slash mobile app to download. Um, oh, hey, look what I just got from Dean Gordon. He said thank you. Oh, blessed. Oh, yeah, no. Good Cheers on making the 25. That's brilliant. Oh. Good lad. Dino. Dino. He can't hear us, unfortunately, so we'll have to get in, uh, get in touch with him. Well, he don't download our pod. I don't, I don't think so. Bean. 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 Yeah, we changed it. Yeah. 
Um, there you go. So, yeah, lots of ways to get in touch and let us know if you can think of any jobs that Joe can't do. And don't say tiling because he'll get really angry with you. <laughs> <laughs> Those no bounds, you pig. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, Joe, I've seen some of your work in pictures and it's spectacular, so I'll okay. give you that. No worries. Well, if you do want to get, do Joe get in is touch a with great me. caddy, let me tell you. Seriously. Okay, He's a really good caddy. So you can do that job. I could do. At least Tyler and Caddy. What else do you need to do in life? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, if you do want some tiling done or any kind of work like that, do get in touch with uh, it's JJ's tiling, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just Joe the caddy, so... Are we, allowed, are we allowed well, to advertise? Are you a caddy or a tiler? I mean, <laughs> you, do you say you're allowed to advertise? First of all, your marketing skills are shocking. Pitching <laughs> yourself as a caddy, you're a tiler. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course you can advertise on here. We're not bound by any rules. We can say and do whatever we want. Okay, well, if you need any tiling and decorating done, and contact me at, at Gelda Caddy through Twitter. And uh, I'll come. He does around. it all with golf clubs, everyone. Pants down. <laughs> <laughs> Financially, of course. All those teachers phoning me up. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that won't happen. So let's talk a little bit about some football stuff as well. I think we've we've bantered for long enough, haven't we, lads? Um, top bants. He was top bants. Uh, let's. Um, we've got. Let's, obviously, we've got Reading in the next round. Um, just a quick chat around what we think about that. I mean, I. I know you said this earlier on, Albert. So I effectively didn't expect myself to do it, but I punched the air when we when we came out um, of the hat after Reading. Um, delighted by that. Similar opinion, I guess, Albert. Yeah, definitely. I think you know we've always in the last last few seasons in the cups we've got some. I'm going to just say fucking rotten draws. Um, and we, you know, I'm not. Listen, this isn't me disrespecting Reading or saying we're going to walk it because we could quite easily go out. But we've got a better chance of beating Reading away than we do. You know Chelsea or United who aren't through yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm fully against the whole semi-finals at Wembley. You know, yeah, situation. However, it's a semi-final of the FA Cup, and you know that we we could be there, and you know you never know what's going to happen, and we've got a really good chance of going of going all the way to the final, and. What would the perfect scenario if we could win our next two league games? If we can beat West Brom, Sunderland, that's six points. That's I think that might, puts us on thirty-eight. Which I'm not saying it guarantees survival, but that's it that's does. A, it's a really good mark. And if we can get those two games won before before our, our next game against Reading, then you know Oof. it could be a, it could be a really good season for us, and it's our chance. And just imagine, just imagine to get to get to the final would be amazing. Yeah, you think think back to just. Just how emotional it was at Wembley for the playoffs, and just oh. what that meant. I was thinking about that the other day because it's, it's almost like because it's it's been a few years, you know, since we, we've actually had this stability and we've kind of got spoiled a little bit to a point. Yeah. Well, I actually thought about just how, uh, as, as as I said at the time, I had a sudden attack of hay fever at the end of the game. My eyes, <laughs> were, you know? I cried. <laughs> I cried and I had hay fever. Imagine how I felt. <laughs> but it was it was it was just a, a breathtaking sort of day, really. When you think back to it, just how many Palace fans were there enjoying it, and you know how many more effectively we probably could have taken as well, uh, and and just what it meant to everyone, you know, it was just just superb. And to have another day like that, and especially to have to have our chance again, because you know you go back to to nineteen ninety, and you know without 
you know, seven minutes to go without Mark Hughes's volley, it's you know, he almost he was you know the name was on the cup. It was just it was meant to be. Ian Wright comes back, you know, two broken legs comes back from and 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 just smashes two goals in to turn the tie around. And he just thought we've, it was there. It was there, wasn't it? And we've then, made him pay for it since, though, haven't we, Mark Hughes? Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, <laughs> a bit. As I said before, as well, now he looks like someone's nan, so he's really paid for it. He um, does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just like. It, it would be phenomenal, and you don't know just how much it does mean to you until you get to something like that. Because I mean, you know, everyone's talked about, and when you say it as well, Joe, the, the money in the Premier League and all that kind of stuff, it does it is more important, but it shouldn't be to fans. We shouldn't worry about that, really. We you know, need we should, to. We need to. We need to get as far as we can in the FA Cup before it gets ruined by all the new proposals. Segway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've ruined Sorry. it by shouting segway. You have, in a, in a way. But yeah. maybe you haven't. Well, what about those changes? Let's talk about them. What What are the changes? Who's going to tell me? Well, I know, Chris, one of them was to move some of the matches from the weekends to uh, midweeks, I guess, Tuesday, Wednesday matches, and then also get rid of replays. But I'm, I'm, I'm against both of those, and I'll tell you why. I'm a, I'm a very old-school person when it comes to football, and I really love the whole cup runs and games on the weekend and, and you know, a small club getting a big club away getting that draw and having that replay getting bring them back to their ground on a, you know, a Tuesday night and getting a chance to knock someone over that's, that's, yeah. that's great stuff and I, I'm going to miss that kind of stuff and I don't, I don't think they should change it well I propose I would like them to see them do which I think they'll never do is to have the winner of the FA Cup play the fourth place team for a chance to get the Champions League because we can all, we can all tell that they, the FA Cup's lost a lot of its luster because teams like Man City like today I don't blame them they're playing Boston they're playing uh, not Boston they're playing who are they playing this weekend this week Man City in the, in the European Championship yeah. playing yeah. Kiev, right? Which is a big game for them. They, didn't want, they were in France, so he couldn't play the top players today, and they got they got turned over by Chelsea today. Chelsea had the advantage of playing before the match, so I understand why certain teams play these under 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 strength team, but it really kills the you know so called beauty of the cup. So I really hope that they don't make too many changes. But like I said, I like to see that little tweak if they can have the FA Cup winner play. I don't care if the Championship side or not. I don't care play like a two-legged playoff for the fourth play, fourth Champions League. That would be so great for the game. It would bring yeah. a little bit more of that spirit back to the FA Cup. At least, at least that's what I feel anyway. Yeah, they'll just moan about having another two games to play, though, wouldn't they? Of course they would. Of course they would. Angry noises coming from Albert Gorm. Not, not, ev- not everything has to be about getting into the Champions League. You know, you should, want, to, you should want to win the FA Cup because you want to win the FA Cup. Yeah, but um, they don't anymore. Teams like City and, and all, the, you know, all, the, all the top four, you know, there's, realistically, there's only, let's say there's eight teams that can qualify for Europe, specifically the Champions League, in the Premier League. Nine times out of ten, it's the same four out of a, you know, an elite group of five or six. Right. You know, they've got their chance to get into the Champions League because four, four you, know, you get rewarded with a prestigious European tournament for finishing fourth. And why, should, why, you know, why is that? You know, if that's the case, great. Let them get on with it. The FA Cup should be about the Magic FA Cup and the tradition and the fact that anyone can win it. And, you know, wild scenario. Shrewsbury beat Man United tomorrow. They go into the next round. They then end up at the semi-finals. They end up in the final. You know, they, want to, they don't want to go to... They don't want to be, they're not interested in playing the Champions League at all. You know, the, the Cup is the Cup and it's, it's purely about... Ch- didn't Chesterfield giant killing. Didn't Chesterfield went... I think it went quite far a few times, but... You know, it should be about winning the FA Cup, and that's all it should be about. You know, and big big teams can complain. Oh, it's another fixture. Oh, we don't want replays. Well, guess what? Those big teams have got. You know, Chelsea have got thirty. 
four players out on loan. You know, right. another fixture shouldn't really be a problem for them. It should be a problem for a club who's got can barely pick eleven fit players. You know, people who are semi-professional. You know, it's not it's not a problem for the, the top clubs. You know, and, and someone I was watching Sunday Supplement today. Steve Bruce has come out and said, "Oh, replay is a nightmare for us." Well, do you know what? Steve Bruce made ten changes to his lineup yesterday. How's about putting out a full a full full strength side against an Arsenal team that he knew would be full of reserves? Try and win it, and that's one fixture out of the way. Try and yeah. respect. But you know why, Albert? Because they're 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 trying to get back into Premier League, so he's not going to do that, you know, because that's going to be three more matches or whatever on their schedule. Well, you remember, championships is a joke. It's Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. I can I don't blame Bruce. I'll be honest. With you. I blame more the Premier League sides than the championship sides because you want to get back in this league. That's what you're trying to do. And teams like Chelsea don't have that problem. They're already here. So I, Bruce's issue yesterday, I have no problem because he he's trying to get back in this league right now. So. But Arsene Wenger, you know, Arsene Wenger, when, when posed with the question, would you keep the replays? He's happy to keep them, you know. It's, which is, it's, he's a, he's, he likes the glamour of the cup, which is great for him. Well, saying that, that is the only thing they've done in about the last 12 months. <laughs> yeah, last two years, know, exactly. Joe, I know you, you've been wanting to say something for, for a while, so you jump in and I'll, and I'll sort of say a bit at the end, otherwise we'll go on forever. No, I just, I just think that um, maybe you need to play a certain amount of of of, uh, of permanent first team players. Mm. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. You know, remember when? Um, and I think it's going to go this way again. I can see it. I think I, I'm sure that's why City and Chelsea are going around buying all these top quality English players. Um, but I, I got a feeling sooner or later that the uh, the English clubs in Europe are going to have to play five or six English players. And I think that the FA Cup to to, to stop devaluing it, um, you're going to have to play five or six first team players. And that way, you know, seems like us, you know, we can bring in, we can bring in some of our academy players that have been out on loan, you know, for, for a season or two, get them back and play them. Um, but yeah, to devalue it, I mean, listen, the other thing as well is if it's that much of a distraction for, for just, let's just say for City, United, Chelsea, um, and uh, I don't, not so much Arsenal because Arsenal, they haven't lost the game for three years. So, um, but if, they, if, it's, if it's that much of a distraction... Don't enter. Don't seriously, don't enter. I don't care. I, I, well, honestly, if you said to me, I couldn't, then what I would do is I was, I was, I mean, we can't go any lower, but I would, I would take an, a wild card, an absolute three wild cards, but put every single name into, into the bag that's not already in the FA Cup, you know, going right the way down through the, the lowest non-league that you can get and pick three of them teams out and go, here you go, here's a shot. You get to play... Because every, you know, right, other they all, teams start off. They, they all go through the qualifiers anyway. There's basically any team that's registered right. in an FA. I association, exactly. Yeah. So, um, no, it's, it's an interesting point. But I'll tell you what it is for me, and this is this is probably just sort of fairly uh, symptomatic of the way football is these days. And, and, and I've, I've been sitting here listening to your arguments, and I, and I would have said similar things, and I don't want to just repeat what you've said. So I've been sitting here trying to think of a different angle about it. And I look at uh, you look at the Premier League and you look at what the Premier League is and why does the Premier League matter so much? And again, we talk about the Champions League. Why do these things matter so much? And we talk about the money and the hype and and the way they're marketed. Really, that's what we're talking about. And that's been built up over a number of years. Who's responsible for the FA Cup? Well, it's just the FA, isn't it? You know, it's right. called the FA Cup for a reason. They have a sponsor, granted, but the FA are responsible for that. They're not the marketing machine that is the people. You know, is that is. FIFA or UEFA or or the Premier League itself, they don't have the hype. Interesting noise. The hype around the FA Cup is just about nostalgia, but no one pushes it. 
no one says it's the most one of the most exciting tournaments you'll ever get where you know a, a mickey mouse club a pub team can play against man united you know if things go right for them that's what that's what it needs it needs people to push what it is and they've sort of tried but it's just because it's the fa and because it's based on a lot less money than the premier league it's not it looks it, it does look mickey mouse it does look like you know it's it's the sort of thing where you look it's the it's the bt sport versus sky kind of thing do you know what i mean by that it just doesn't it doesn't hold for fans it still holds that mystique but but not on mass you don't and and party was talking about getting new fans this week about how the cup run in 1990 got us a whole load of new fans and he wants the same from this well, it doesn't really have that i mean abroad how do people really pay i mean patrick you you know you're based in the u.s Right. Essentially American these days. Does the Easy. FA Cup, does the, does the FA Cup <laughs> hold that kind of? It, does it have the magic that it does for us? You know? No, I'll be honest. Um, the way it works over here, the Premier League is king. It's on NBC and NBC Sports, and then Champions League's on. Fox carries that, and then FA Cup comes on on Fox. But they pick, you know, they pick and choose. They always show the same teams. They always show the the Man Cities, the Man United. Uh, Chelsea, Spurs matches, Arsenal, etc. So over here, no, it doesn't have the hype. Unless you're English and you know that how the you know know about the cup, it's not it's not as big as over here as the Premier League is. So you go. That's what it's, that's what I mean. It need, it actually needs people to shout and scream about it, and to to you know highlight the the amazing stories, the amazing results, the you know those games where you've got a player who dropped out of league football, and but he's won a game for someone. You know when, when he's on the day he was going to retire, something ridiculous like that. The stuff where the commentator says, you just couldn't write this when you quite clearly could. Uh, that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's that, that's what it needs. It needs that level of, of, of hype almost to get it back to where it was. It certainly doesn't need these changes because you talk about devaluation. If you take those replays away from, from teams where they've absolutely, yeah. I mean, that thing where they, they can make a choice whether to have it, they get drawn at home and they can switch it to the, you know, to the, to be the away side for money. But that's not the same get, as getting a draw at home, actually having a chance to turn over this Premier League side. And then the, if you do even do manage to get a draw, you, you get the reward, the sharing half the gate you know, at Old Trafford or something like that. You know, that's, that is the magic of the cup. That's where the magic is. Uh, and playing it midweek, I don't have a problem with. Uh, but again, you run that risk of, of by not cancelling a, a league game, by not shifting the fixture list around, you do run the risk of the cup being the thing that suffers rather than the league. Uh, so I'm, I'm against it. Exactly. <laughs> the fact you get you now get the cup final on at half past five on a Saturday, where there's also been Premier League games. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it should be by itself for sure. Yeah, it should. But it's, it's it's the end of the season, isn't it? It's the last game of the season. It's the it used to be the jewel in the crown, didn't it? The showpiece. The, the showpiece. Super Bowl. Of yeah, this is it. Do we think it needs <laughs> halftime shows? Cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave that. If you've got your opinions on this emotive subject, don't forget you can drop us a voicemail 0800 689 3624. Just get your opinions in any way. Uh, contact at holradio.net. Uh, you can email us on. Yeah, I'm struggling. I can't really speak anymore. We've been, been going too long. When am I going to get my business plan written, assholes? What's the business? Ah, you None just... of yours, sunshine. Hey. <laughs> oh dear. Let's let's stop there. Uh, but yeah, do get in touch throughout the course week. You know, we really do want to get some um, 
some uh, more contact and more sort of interaction with our podcast listeners because there's many more people that download than listen live. There's still loads of both, but you obviously, know, yeah, obviously. But we'd like the uh, those of you that download and. <laughs> Uh, we'd like those of you that download it and, uh, and sort of, you know, listen as part of your commute or something like that to have your say as well. It'd be nice to hear from you. Uh, praise is the main thing we like to hear. If you just want to send that to us, that makes us feel good and special um, and all that kind of things. It's, you know, or yeah. fluffy inside. That's it. I don't know why you said it like that, and I'm worried, <laughs> but we should definitely have that as a clip for future use. Anyway, cheers, everyone. We're back next week. Bye. 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 Um, Mikey's just written for fuck's sake I thought it was recording <laughs> that's got to be a joke oh my god that would be too funny no like, wouldn't. he did this before he did this before he has that's done that but he did, we did a quiz yeah it was 40 minutes of recording we did without recording that's a long time just done 20 to redo I mean we're not redoing it basically no. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Mikey? Sam? Anyone? Oh, oh no. He's, no, he's winding. It's got to be a wind up. It's got to be. Come on, Mikey. You cunts. <laughs> I'm joking. Why is he like? The thing, thing is, it would be like him to say he's joking but not be joking as well. You can't trust this guy. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Homesdale Radio, Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.